Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Right now, Ryan Cook. Right meow. Right meow? Jolied. You there, Ryan Cook? I'm here. It's Veterans Day, buddy. The 11th of November. Shout out to the vets. Yes. Thank you for your service. Start this off with that. Uh, We are recording this on Veterans Day. Um, Big shout out. You know, my family's got a a long history in the military. My uh, grandfather was a ranger in the Philippines during World War II. Um, My other grandfather was in the Navy during Vietnam. Uh, Yeah. My uncle's in the Air Force. Just a whole bunch. But the closest person to me. Uh, in the military is my is my brother, my younger brother, Sam. 14 years this year he's been uh, in the Coast Guard. So he's been, you know, on the West Coast in the, you know, with a lot of sea time uh, everywhere from the Galapagos to the Aleutian chain. So thank you, brother. And uh, thanks to all the vets out there. Thank you, Sam. That is 14 years. That That's incredible. That's awesome. My hat's off to him, bud. Yeah, he's career and, and has had to move a lot and, and endure a lot. But, uh, yeah, he, he takes it all in stride and pushing to maybe one day be a chief before he retires. So that'd be pretty cool. Fingers crossed. Hope he gets there. Uh, who else? We got uh, well, Chris Durbins. Thank you for your service, sir. Big uh, um, supporter of the podcast. Yep, and he's doing a lot um, for the vets. Doing a lot for the vets. He's got a lot in the works. <clears throat> so, yeah, man. Shout out to our buddy Chris. Love that guy. And uh, so the last podcast we did with um, with Art, a couple days afterward, we got the, the horrible news about Aaron Martins. And just, uh, yeah, condolences no, to his family. Dude. I just wanted to bring that. I mean, that, it was – it. You cannot go the last week. You you could not go on social media and if you follow anything in fishing and not see you know tons of of really like touching posts about how much this guy's had an impact not on like fishing but on people's lives just because of the kind of person he was and uh, well he's an icon you yeah know? yeah I mean and 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 he was a role model I mean he's the you know like he's the kind of guy that these kids should look up to and want to be just like you know what I mean. Absolutely, he's the. You can't imagine a better ambassador for the sport, and no. being a West Coast angler, he really did open doors for people and show that hey, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can you can go out there and and roll with the sticks on the East Coast and make it happen. So, watching Back that, when I got it. Growing up and watching that guy fish the Delta, it's, you know, on Bassmaster, it was just God, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I used to read, I, I mean, back before social media, when I was trying to learn this game, I used to read every article he had, every YouTube video he had out, you know, a- everything he did, I studied it. I would have loved to get the chance to meet that guy, but rest in peace, Aaron Martins, man. That, that was, that was a tough one. Absolutely. And I'm sure he will. He was a, he was a stand up individual. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh yeah. You know what? I, I came across something kind of cool. Um, there's this redfish tournament, I guess, that Bassmaster's putting on. There's only like, I think there's like 40 people in it. God, now, I want to catch one of those. I fished, I fished redfish a couple times uh, down in Texas, went a, a couple years in a row. And it, those three days, you, we went out, you know, off offshore. We went snapper fishing and, and we did some bay fishing. Bay fishing by far was my favorite just because it, it reminded me so much of what I'm used to. And we just, it just killed 
the the trout and the redfish are just an amazingly fun species to catch. So anyway, um, I just thought it was kind of cool that they're 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 matching up uh, bass anglers with redfish guys, and it's going to be I think the twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, and it's going to be on Bassmaster.com and I think FS1. So if you guys are into that kind of thing, um, you know, well, I think Zaldane's in that tournament, a couple other guys, but um, yeah, should be fun. I just thought it was something to, to mention. Joel, eventually we're going to be getting out to these events um, as the Bass Report reporting these kind of things. I could see this in the future. Yeah, you think you think we'd be? I would. Lo- I would love to go down there and, and uh, get into the Gulf again, go fishing. Dang it! Don't threaten me with a good time. Man, it was fun. Oh, I want to catch a redfish. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you something really cool. So I, I'm out on the water today. Went up to uh, Lake Tulloch. Um, I had a client that was adamant to go up there. He wanted to go check some stuff out. He's got a tournament coming up here in the future. Um, warned him it was going to be kind of tough. The lake's been off. Brutal day on the water. We had a great time, but the fishing was just brutal, unfortunately. But I'm fishing this point. I'm throwing a jig on this rocky point, and there's this guy in this Klamath. And he's trolling. He's trolling. He comes getting closer, get a little bit closer. And he goes, hey, are you Ryan Cook? I go, yeah. I mean, like it's right well, there on my face. You're famous. <laughs> you know the They know the face. He goes, he goes, dude, I love you and Joel, man. He goes, I'm listening to your podcast right now as I'm trolling. <laughs> he no, goes, I'm on the Brian Cox one. I'm, I'm two episodes behind, but I'm catching up. I love those stories, man. Uh, it's just so cool. I just love those stories. And that's the one cool thing about the podcast stuff. Like video is, everybody's like, video is where it's at. And like I said, I've done video my since high school, I've, I've been into video, but I just feel like this medium for guys that are working and, you know, guys that are driving a lot and actually fishing a lot or have families or whatever, and you don't have a lot of time to watch videos. This is the next best thing, man. I mean, if you're going to spend time sitting, you know, doing a lot of window time, like I do a lot of window time and I know a lot of guys do, and that's when they listen to it. But at the same time, Hey, if you're out there trolling, uh, you can put it on out there on the water too, which is pretty, pretty freaking cool trolling 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 but yeah cool story and and yeah everyone's uh everyone that uh hits me up yeah i appreciate the the feedback just all great feedback i'm just waiting for that one day where i was like dude your podcast sucks bro like you guys are this and but it just never happens so it must be you can you can you can get get them rocks and start kicking them that's right pound sand son um hey as long as we're having fun doing this that's all that matters i don't care People liking it, that's just a bonus. I don't even care. I do what I want. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> what's that, Cartman? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's up. You know what's up. Oh, gosh. We're children of the 90s. So what else we need to do here before we get rolling? Um, yeah, like there's something a, we're missing. Uh, just a, a big thanks to to everybody. Um, everybody supporting, as usual. Y'all know Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we we're gonna the shit out of you. We're gonna appreciate the shit out of you, as Ryan likes to say. And we're gonna get. Uh, we're working right now. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta get Ryan hooked up with some video. We need more video from Ryan because. So if you guys haven't seen that, we're. And Ryan's the only one doing it. I, I'm gonna do more of it um, when I'm out fishing and I actually have a good day. I forgot this last time. I, I was gonna do like just wrap ups of my own day. Um, put them on there, but. Uh, as if anybody really cares about that, but Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a bonus. You get to watch me, um, 
make a fool of myself on video talking about fishing. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Is it really? Um, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so we're, that's that's. I mean, it, it's something that's been on the the plan. We're we're working on that. It's uh, working into the budget and trying to get some some new equipment, and uh, it, it's definitely coming. So. Just as soon as I can get out there and actually go fishing with you, because you're you're pretty. Uh, I sent you my December you're, you're calendar. Kind, you're kind of a big deal. Yeah, I know. I saw your calendar. You're kind of a big deal. Um, guess got to make time for your boy. People are just bored in this area. There's not much to do. Um, real quick, not to man. There it is it, real quick. Number one, any, I'm gonna have a, <laughs> that's we're gonna keep track. One. You better get a. A uh, pen with more abacus? ink in it. I need an abacus to keep track. Um, if anybody's wanting to get out in December, uh, I've got about three days left at the very end of December. So hit me up real quick. Not to plug it, but just just a heads up for you guys. That's two in like three sentences. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep. Woo! I can keep going. I'm good at this. All right, let's uh, let's do a quick uh, motherload support, and we've got ourselves a dandy uh, of a of a guest today. Talking about big time. Talking about big time. Uh, so before we, we get into your uh, deal, we do have uh, our man, Juan Acosta, coming on. Um, kind of funny story, Ryan, right? Like the way that that came about, I I was picking up, and I think I m- might have mentioned this at one point, but I was picking up my boat mm-hmm. at Boatmasters. No one else is there middle of the day on a weekday, I think. And, um, and here's Juan Acosta picking up his boat. And I was like, ah, I'm going to leave him alone. So I go you know, hook my boat up and he comes walking out and literally I'm all starstruck. You're a little starstruck. Weren't you? I mean, he's, he's like, he's a big deal, dude. Like, he's a I mean, big deal. Yes. I mean, he is. He's, a, he, he's, I mean, last year he had a hell of a year and, and this year he did, he did, he did fine as well. I mean, probably not as, as good as he would have liked. Not like Ken Ma. That guy's a freak. Oh, gosh. What a freak. Cool. Um, yeah. Rick shout out to Ken Ma. We, we, I mean, we had Ken Ma, what, like two months ago we had Ken on. Yeah. It, if that, yeah. Um, but man, and, and so I, I just was talking to him, just super nice guy. And I was like, yeah, you know, would love to have you on. And he's like, well, I'm going to go on cast and crank. And, and I said, okay, well do that. We'll give it some time. Um, didn't want to scoop Nick or anything like that. And, and, um, I said, you know, as soon as uh, wild West wraps up, we'll, we'll have you on then. And, and, uh, he made, he made top 10 and we're going to get into all that, but it was, uh, it was yeah. cool. And then what, like the next day. So neither one of us had ever met him. No. You ran into him that day. You told me that story that night. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And and he knew who you were. He'd listened to the podcast. The next day, I see him at um, a kids event at uh, at uh, at Hooked up in Ione. Mm-hmm. I walk up. There's Juan. He's like, "What's up, Ryan?" I'm like, "Dude, me and Joe were just talking about you last night." Anyway, hey, everything lined up. Um, I feel like he was made to come on this show. It was just supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he was able to make that that time after the the season. I know he's probably got a lot going on, but he's gonna super he's gonna, nice guy. He's gonna be here in a couple minutes. Let's do a quick uh, uh, motherload. Motherload. Okay. Where's the gold? Where's the gold? Oh, not man. a Tulloch. <laughs> not. You know what? Hey, the, uh, that that lake can be real good. It just we had some falling water. You know, I, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to explain it. It was just bad. Um, I've been at McClure. McClure's been good. Don Pedro's getting a lot better. Um, I don't have anything from Maloney's right now. I haven't really heard much. Had a river rat tournament up there. I know 13 pounds won it. It's not looking great. 
um, as far as the overall weight for New Maloney's. But <clears throat> Don Pedro's got a pretty wide open bite as far as you can kind of go catch him at a lot of different depths, doing a lot of different stuff. Um, island tops, points. Um, you can find some bait back in the creek channels that's starting to move back in further. Uh, the water's getting colder. Everything's starting to go down. Spoon bite's kind of been <clears throat> non-existent for me. Um, jig bite's been good. Tube bite's been good. I got on a really cool spinnerbait bite at McClure um, yesterday. I mean, you know, I didn't throw it long. I picked it up for 10 minutes and caught like five, six fish on it real quick. Um, and then I tried to get my client on it and something. I don't know what it was. They just kept missing his spinnerbait. He got bumped five, six times, and then that was kind of done. But uh, sorry, man, you and Kennedy out there, he's throwing the Joel Eid special, which I still haven't got mine, by the way. But hey, um, man, they're, they're sitting right here. I just need to I, I need to talk to you about uh, your skirts and stuff. They're all painted. They're ready to roll. But I also I'm, I was also hoping to like you know have them and actually go out there and like hand deliver them and fish with you. But well, then we're gonna have like, to just do that. Like I said, man, you, you're just a hard guy to to pin down. So well, that we're gonna set up. But the bite at McClure is pretty much wide open as far as um, man. There's a great jig bite. You can go throw a tube. You can go throw a dart. Hit a drop shot. They're fairly shallow. They're not that hard to catch right now. <clears throat> um, can't find the spoon bite there either for whatever reason, and it should be good right now. I'm a little confused, but uh, yeah, man, things are picking up on the mother load. It's fun. We're still not seeing any real big quality. Um, we need some weather. We need some water. As soon as we start getting some water in these lakes, get on the rise quickly, everything's going to change. So just just that one storm we had at McClure, it raised the lake level 9, 10 foot in like seven, eight days, and dude it went from being you know sort of a grind kind of hard to catch them to like it's fun my job's easy and we're having a good time out there so <clears throat> pray for some rain but everything's getting a lot better up in this whole area for sure mm -hmm. yeah i was uh i was out mcclure saturday and uh yeah just uh just kind of rolled the the ryan cook program and you know jig bite wasn't great we caught we caught some on a jig for sure um it seemed like they were a little bit mealy mouthed. That's the way I like to put it when they when they're just mushy and they don't want to commit. But uh, yeah, but I had one good one good slurp, slurp of derp. Was able to to put the screws to that one, or as Bobby Barrick would say, give her the bad news. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that. <laughs> give her the bad you give her that you give her the bad news. Her the bad news, but uh, yeah, dude, the tube, the tube was uh, your daddy. The tube was the deal, and. Uh, I don't think I was quite running exactly the tube setup that you always um, put out there, but you know, in in, got, in my in my in my amateur attempt, I was able to put I don't know about ten on the boat with the tube. So, well, you can't I complain can't, with can't that. Complain anything that. Oh, anything over nine is a great day, dude. And but real quick, the uh, damn it. Okay, that one's on. Me. <laughs> that one's on. Me. That's, that's got the, him. Got him. Uh, all right. Uh, dude, the smallmouth situation there is a little strange. So we caught another one yesterday. So, you know, I've even fished like a lot up in the, in the river where I would expect to see more of the smallmouth action coming. And mm -hmm. I never caught, I mean, we caught me, me and, uh, the last time I was there and I fished up in the river, me and Austin were there on a rainy day and we caught 30 fish up there and not one of them was, a, was a smallmouth. And, uh, 
my buddy Brandon, he's, I think he was throwing the tube at that point. We kind of got on a, on a good little spot and we're, we're just getting like hammered on the tube. And he, he catches this. It was a crazy bite too. Like it, it, it hit and it was on for a second and it came off and he mm-hmm. kind of reels up and it's right there and he gets it again. Crazy small mouth. Right. And they are crazy. Dude, he gets it on board and it's a nice, most almost, it, I, it was real close to two pounds. So it was, a, I saw it. Beautiful, small, beautiful, small. And, <clears throat> but it was that we caught that all the way up near the dam, almost to the dam, like where the, where the houseboats are right now, which is for me. Yeah. I mean, of course they're not always just up on the rivers, but that's generally where I think of catching the smallmouth. So it's, it's got man and I can't explain it, but it's something to do with this water being so low coming up quickly. Um, in my whole life up at McClure, I have caught maybe up until this last week, seven, eight smallies ever. And the last week of guiding between me and my clients, we've probably seen, I don't know, eight to 10 of them. Yeah, that's great. It's absolutely nuts. Like, and it's, it's on her and, and you're catching them. Other people we're talking to are catching them. So it's cool to see them. You know, it's absolutely cool to see them. And, and these are true 100% authentic smallmouth. These are not muleys. These are not crossbreeds. They're beautiful, gorgeous smallmouth. Yeah, it was cool because we, we, when we first got them out, real, just real bronze. And then we had them in the, in the well for a couple hours mm-hmm. and the bars were all over them. Right. And it was like, oh, that's cool. And as soon as you took them out, those bars just disappeared. And it's like, you can only really see them if they're under the water, it seemed like. If they were in the well, you right. could kind of make them out and then you pull them out. It was just beautiful bronze fish, but really cool to catch those things. And uh, it was just nice to be back on some, you know, decent spotted bass. Nothing real big, but God, those things are so much fun to catch. And they're healthy, though. They're fat. Yeah, they're looking yeah. good. <laughs> One came up and literally spit shad every, like, it's you could see him. They spit shad up in the water, or whatever. This one waited until he got on the boat, and he spit it everywhere. It was on my clothes. It was on my console. It's in my carpet. I'm like, this dude just spit up like the last eight shad he'd eaten. Kind of. They can be a bit of an asshole. But man, that we, we talked about. It. They, they can be a bit of an asshole. Those spotted <laughs> bass. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are in they every are. aspect. So uh, where is uh? Where's Miss Diana tonight? She is still at work at the gun shop. We started this one a little early. Mm-hmm. She's down there just selling guns and saving lives, as far as I'm concerned. Hey, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and yeah. speaking of the uh, Stage Stop Gun Shop, they're they're uh, they're they're carrying spear point hooks now, so you can get those oh, fully stocked. Fully stocked, and I just saw today. Um, on their their Instagram, that they are not running a Black Friday. They're just going to say, forget about it. The whole, like the end of November through the end of December, they're just going to be running a bunch of cool specials. So get, get down you, there and do, see them. Practice your 2A and get in there. Hey, and I almost said real quick, but I'm not going to say it. Um, before I forget, if anybody out there is looking for a cool job, they they're pretty much always hiring. It's gotten it's gotten to the point. It's pretty hard to find workers. It's it's like the opposite. Instead of it's hard to get a job now, in it's hard to industry, find someone in that wants industry. to work. Yeah. If you guys want a cool job with, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but a pretty cool boss. My fiance is awesome, and her boss is awesome. Go down and see Diana at the gun shop and tell her you're looking 
for work or you're interested. And, uh, dude, I mean, you get to hang out at a gun shop all day and make money. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And you get a discount on, well, certain things, not guns, but yeah, it's cool. Go check it out. The accoutrement. That's right. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds fancy. It's French. Oh, okay. French. It's French for extra things. I think I made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> like it. I totally <laughs> bought it. I t- I'm still good. I'm going to, I'm going to use it. There's some Accoutre other stuff. Mall, writing it down. I, I, I want to see how you spell that. Please take a picture and send it to me. I'd love to see how you it spell it. It looks like a Matata. <laughs> <laughs> there All he right. is. Hello. Hold on. Let me get you a speaker. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> All right. I think I'm good. Nobody remembers. Want, want, go, everybody, welcome Juan Acosta. Juan, thank you so much for coming on, my man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. We've been excited for this one, bud. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, and we were just talking about this, but, you know, I ran into you at Boatmasters and you were on, like, I have a short list of, like, guys that I've wanted to have on. And it was just so mm-hmm. funny that I ran into you there. And then if you hadn't mentioned that you were going on Casting Crank, I would have had you on, like, the next week. But <laughs> being, pro- I was being, I was trying to be professional and courteous to my buddy Nick. And I was like, no, nah, we'll, we'll wait. Um, but that yeah, was a, no, that was a cool podcast too you did with Casting Crank. Yeah, no, no, it worked out pretty good, and you don't want a lot of me anyway. <laughs> oh come on! Yeah. And then the very next day, I see him, and I'm like, dude, we were just talking about you last night. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I met Ryan over at uh, I own down there. Yeah, <sighs> no, that's cool, man. We're stoked. I'll let Joel start it off because if. I know he's a little bit more structured than me here. Well, I try to be, but it doesn't always work out that way. Juan, first of all, again, thanks, buddy, for coming on. Um, you had another good season on Wild West. Um, you know, probably not, as, not, not, definitely not as good as last year, but um, a great finish, top ten in the uh, TOC. And congrats yeah, no. on that, by the way, Juan. Yeah, no, thanks, right? No, it's uh, it's one of those deals like like last season, I. It's like kind of what what Ken's going through. It's like you can't really explain it when it's going on. You just like you show up, and that's sudden like you're in the lead, or you're you're leading, you're in second place, or you end up winning. And it's just like you can't you can't stop it. And it's just you know the season I had was one of the best ones so far. You know, and what Ken's going through right now. I mean, he's he's won three of these things, and crazy. Who knows how many more. <laughs> So he won three hard on three different bodies of water, right? One for me. No, no as far as uh, yeah, I can't. As can't far as those three, those three majors he won were on three different bodies of water. That's what's impressive, that, right there. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, that, that Ken what Ken did on the three bodies of water. They're all different, yeah. Crazy. And that that's the cool thing about like Apex that you, we show up and just go fishing. So that. I, I really like that part where you just kind of figure it out on the fly. So it, it, it makes you a better fisherman for sure. I think that, and, and I, and I read this, uh, well, it's on your bio on the apex or on wild west is that's one of your, your biggest, they said it was one of your favorite things about apex is that you're, you're, you're not out there pre-fishing, you know, guys can't spend tons of time out there. It's like you go out there mm-hmm. and you fish and you use the knowledge you have to figure out the water while you're on the water and make the best of it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, we just had the championship here and we had three days of practice and I, honestly, I, 
I didn't really figure it out. We've been off the water for the Apex Championship. We were off the water for 30 days. So we fished for two days, and then the third day got canceled. And then we went off limits again for another eight days. So I really didn't know what, what was going on. I kind of got an idea what goes on, but, you know, I haven't been on the Delta, so it, it was hard. So we just, you know, fishing areas that we know they, where they live and stuff, and that's kind of how I went about it. But, like, the practice, I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out, you know, how to catch the real big ones. I was catching numbers, but as far as, like, quality, I wasn't, I wasn't catching anything. So. And so that last day, that last day on those apex, can you kind of explain how the, is it just weight on those days and the numbers don't count? Yeah. So once the goal is to make it to the top 10, because yeah. once you make it to the top 10, then, then it goes to like a regular one day tournament. The most weight wins the tournament. Yeah. So now, and through the qualifying process, the first two days, you could, you could qualify through numbers or you could qualify through weight. And going into the Delta, like I said, we had 30 days off. I knew I could catch numbers. So I, that's kind of what I what I based my tournament on, on just trying to catch numbers and qualify through numbers. And then once we make it, then, you know, I know where, you know, all the big ones live and where I could, I know I could catch a big one and, and go from there. But mm-hmm. fortunately, the weather got bad and they canceled day three and we ended up at Berryessa. <laughs> So that could have been a completely different deal for you. Yeah. Without that weather. Yeah. That's tough because I mean yeah. you you banked on on you had a game plan and yeah. that weather totally messed you up. Yeah, and I'm, some of the guys laid off of them too like if you were like the the guys leaving and weighing stuff they didn't want to hammer them so they were kind of like just laying off of them for a little final day. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it kind of threw a curveball on them too so and Berryessa yeah, is, <laughs> is a much different fishery than the Delta. Needless to say, right? So, yeah, we're still at the at a level playing field and stuff. But yeah. you know, we didn't know, we didn't find out till on Sunday night when we finished weighing in. That's when they told us we were going to Berryessa. So it was it was hard to just wow. got everything tied up for the Delta, and then I had to rush home, throw everything I. I have for like Berryessa or whatever I think, you know, the bite was going to be. Didn't have time to retie. Hooked up the boat. Noticed I had a flat tire, so I had to deal with that. Oh, and I had to go all the way to Berryessa. And then uh, I was able to uh, stay with uh, Travis Huckabee, and uh, we spent the night in the cabin there, and then uh, we were there on the lake the next day. So at least I got some sleep. I but saw that little cabin you had. That thing looked cool. Yeah, it was a little tiny one with no electricity. Oh <laughs> we're using our phones to get around. <laughs> talk about like talk about throwing uh, everything at you, man, and and that's really important. To, to I'm glad you brought that up. Is you're fishing the delta? I mean, I just do this like in a week. Like if I'm fishing the delta, and I'm going to go somewhere else. Just during that week mm-hmm. in the at night after work, I'd be like, oh, I've got to go like retie everything if I'm going to go to yeah. like you literally right. get done fishing a huge tournament where you're top 10 for wild west and that night they're like oh never mind barry essa tomorrow and you gotta go home and you gotta like retie everything with a flat pretty tire. much yeah that's crazy yeah no and then not to mention i've been fishing for three days of practice for three days of the tournament so i'm by that time i'm already beat yeah and uh, i gotta drive an hour and a half to barry and it's just uh but you know that's 
it was cool that they did that. I mean, that was the best, the best deal there. I mean, it was, it was really strong winds on that Monday or that Sunday. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it would have been different kind of dangerous to be out there. And, you know, we couldn't go the Monday, the following Monday because it went off limits for the pro-am championship. So, I think they, they made the right call. So. Oh, they absolutely made the right call. You're right. I, and mm-hmm. it's just the way that that worked out with Mother Nature kind of threw you a curveball for sure. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was fun. I had, a, I had a good time. I mean, made the top ten here at the Delta, and that's kind of what you shoot for. So yeah, yeah. Um, I was happy with that, and you always have a chance here. You know, once you make it, even though it's like eight pounds or something behind, it, it doesn't matter in this place. You could You can make that up in one fish. That's right. So, let's talk Delta real quick. You gotcha. Obviously, I, and you catch them everywhere you go. I've seen you. I mean, your name's always up there, but you seem to do really well on the Delta, obviously. <clears throat> right now, for those listening, fall time, um, if you had, I mean, let's just keep it simple. If you're going out to the Delta right now, what are five baits five rigs you got tied on the deck of your boat at all times let's talk the next month up there and kind of what you were also maybe doing a little bit um in this last term mm-hmm. up there yeah you know um one of the things i didn't mention on, on some of the interviews and stuff that's and all all the, the cat out of the hat i mean it's not Ooh. nothing crazy a lot of people do it but juan are you gonna give uh, us are you gonna give us some bash report uh I'm exclusive here juice comes the, here comes the juice <laughs> Just for your listeners. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's kind of how I am. I, I'll tell you exactly when I'm catching them. I, I'm not a good liar, so I, I can't lie and tell you I'm catching on something else. And I just start laughing or something if you could look at my face. But, <laughs> uh, but I kind of kind of kept a little on the low, low profile here. But uh, I caught the majority of my fish on an A-rig. And uh, – I know a lot of the a lot of people throw it. They use it for stripers and stuff. But I catch a lot of fish from right right now all the way through December, January. I catch a lot of fish on it, and that's basically all I throw this time of the year. I'll do punch a little bit. The chatter baits kind of you'll still catch a few, but it's not as good, you know, like early in the year. I kind of like kind of lay away from that. Um, you'll still I'll have a top water bait some kind of a spook like a vixen right now i'll still have a chatterbait tied on just because of the if you're fishing like heavy grass i could still throw that thing and may, maybe get one key bite mm-hmm. but as far as like for numbers right now that a rig you can't you can't you can't beat that thing See, and nobody thinks an a rig for bass on the delta it's not even something that's talked about something people think about yeah and i've been doing it for years i mean since i kind of figured it out i mean i want to say more than 10 years already. And I, I won a lot of tournaments with my team partner, Mark, Mark Gomez in the winter. We actually got kicked out at Tracy Oasis tournaments because we kept on winning, but it was all on the rig. And it was during like the January part where people having a hard time just catching one fish. We're catching 20, 25 fish, you know, and you'll get your three pounder, your two pounders, your better average. You're not going to catch your giants, but you know, it's going to get you, 14 15 pounds and uh well that's I good enough that to win way. most of the time december and january up there mm-hmm. for sure and and that's that's a player and then the rip bait is, is the other thing i would throw right now um it's as it gets colder it gets better and better um the thing with the rip bait is you gotta kind of cast it out and kind of get it down to like that 
10 foot range and hit that deeper grass, which a lot, the deeper grass is the cleaner stuff, the more crisp stuff. It doesn't have all that slime on it. And once you get it in, into that grass and you take it and you start ripping it out of there, that's when you get a bite, but you got to fish it super slow. And with the rig, I could, I could fish it fast, like the way I like to fish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, you know, I'll, I throw it like a spinnerbait. I don't, I don't bomb it and then just reel it in. I kind of just fish it just like I would do a spinnerbait. I'll throw it in a little pocket and just reel it in. And with that thing, when you cast it in, it kind of like turns and it'll fix itself. And then once they'll hit it like mid- midway. And I mean, I was catching them two at a time. That apex, I sat on a, on a school and I was catching them for a good four or five minutes and I was catching doubles, triples. And I was wow. just throwing them on the boat. Oh the deal with that thing is, uh, it was uh, 14 inches was the length. And I was catching, every one was like 13 and a half. <laughs> every once in a while, you know, you'll catch a nice one. So, But if it would have been 13 inches, I would have probably caught like 50 of those things. So. And, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's a fun deal. I mean, I, I love throwing that thing. And even my two co-anglers that I had uh, on this Pro-Am Championship, I told them, hey, I'm throwing a rig. So, you know, you might want to tie one on. They didn't tie one on, and they're like, i never seen anybody throw a rig here. And I was like, well, you should have tied one on because he was throwing spinnerbait, everything you could think of, and they wouldn't touch it. And I would just throw my rig and just reel it in. I'll catch one. I'll catch two, two at the same time. And I went through a lot of fish, but... No, they, Gosh, that's awesome. They like that thing. I mean, it, that's it, big of you to give us that too, because most it, people that would is not. Huge. Yeah, and most it, people would not. What's cool about yeah, that? Yeah, no, though, and I mean, it's not. Go it's ahead, not a big secret. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean. I think that it's just one of those things where when I think A-rigs and guys that fish the delta, they're, they're out there fishing in the winter, fishing A-rigs for striper, like you said. They're not keying mm-hmm. in, and they're not throwing these in places where striper generally are going to be, you know. they're, they're so. Yeah, and there's, there's a fine line, too, because if you're going down the weed line, you find a nice grass weed line, and right, and say this, this is a low tide, I like Throwing it out on the edge of the weed line, letting it hit the bottom, and what I do, I'll just rip it off the bottom, and then I'll just slowly reel it back in. And if I hit any kind of grass, I got straight braid, I got forty pound braid, and uh, and I just rip it right off. And uh, but if you if you're two feet off into the channel, it's a striper. Yeah. So you kind of gotta keep that thing right in the edge of the grass and kind of take the grass. And just kind of feather it over the grass, and uh, then you'll catch the bass. Like I said, you're not going to catch a lot of a lot of the giants, but you'll catch your four or five pounders. I mean, that first, the second day in Apex, I weighed everything on the rig, and I had seventeen, almost eighteen pounds. So, hey, so a little birdie down here at the Atwater Gun Shop was telling me that you guys. Uh, something about running into a school of some real big stripers not too long ago and you're frustrated because you couldn't find the bass or something and and he was wanting to go find them stripers (laughs) a bunch of big ones (laughs) yeah that's my partner he he ran into him and he said he's they're breaking his rig and it's just it's frustrating when you when you run into him i mean not with when you want to catch them you don't catch them you never run into them (laughs) (laughs) But when you're fishing a tournament, it seems like you always catch the bigger ones, and you know you, you really don't want to catch those things. Yeah, so, start breaking yeah. your A rigs off. Yeah, I'm fine. Stripers oh, breaking my A rigs. I just want to go catch big stripers. 
Yeah, no, even even the bass, I mean, the bass I caught, I had one where, I mean, that thing cut so much slack on it, and I'm just like, oh, that's a giant. It was only like a four-and-a-half-pounder. <clears throat> but they hit it so hard where they eat two or three at the same time, and I could see them. Like, the water's clear. I'm watching my A-rig, and I'm, I see it coming. Now, suddenly, out of nowhere, they come out and just kill, like, try to eat them all at once, but then I'll ha- I'll look at it, and I'll have two hooks in its mouth. Like, he'll, he'll grab as many as he can. And these are the bass then, or the stripers you're talking about? No, these are the bass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on that second day, I had, I had, I had one on where I saw it eat it. I seen it and it came out like a five pounder and I had him hooked and I was like, get the net. And when, when I, he goes, get the net, I see another one come and he grabs the other side and I had two at the same time. And then I, I saw the big one come off and of course the big one always comes off and I kept, you know, the little pound and a half one, but you know, it's, it's crazy. They don't, I don't know if they just don't see it enough or they see that. Cause right now this time of the year, they, the bait comes in and that's kind of what they're, at least the schooling fish, that's kind of what they're, they're targeting a lot of the, like the shad. And if you can right. find the shad this time of the year, it could be lights out. I mean, you find you, the bigger shad in it, like a dead end slough, and you see the birds and you see those white herons on the bank. And you know if something's going on or the bait's there. And, and uh, if you find it and they got them trapped, it like magnifies all the fish to the bait. and They're all there and you can catch them every cast. I wow, think that's so. really good it's stuff. Fun right time. There. I yeah, think it's, it's a fun cool. time this time of the year. Yeah. Go ahead, Juan. Sorry. Yeah, no, this time of the year, I, like I said, if you, could, if you could find the bait in the right area, you could, you could catch a lot of fish. No, I, th- I, I just I wanted to say it, it's funny because when I'm out on the, the Delta, and I talked to Christian about this when we had him on a couple weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. I like throwing the rip bait. And yeah. out there, it's hard because, like, like you said, you, you kind of got to find that specific type of grass to throw that thing in because if you are around that, like, filamentous algae that grows on a lot of that grass, you, you're mm-hmm. just going to be fouled. Well, that- you're going to be fouled, you know? Yeah, and – as it gets colder, it's less and less of like that snot deal. Yeah. But if you throw your rip bait up on the like on the rocks and stuff, you're always going to catch that stuff. So you you got to kind of work more of the weed line and try to make a longer cast to get that bait deep. Mm-hmm. And once you get it to where it hits, the, like I'll just reel it and shake it. And I mean the delta's not very deep, but you're you're talking eight feet depending on the tide, yeah. six to eight feet. You get it right on the weed line, and then you'll know like your your rip bait gets stuck on the weed. And I used a little stiffer rod than I would do on a lake, just for the same reason that I want to just get that rip bait to rip the grass. And as soon as it rips it, you just let it pause, and you see your line just skip, and you you got them. I mean, it's not it's pretty it's pretty fun. Actually. That's that's fantastic advice, man. I mean, for for me, just yeah. I'm sure for everybody, but for me, that's that's hugely helpful yeah and just being patient i mean the, the colder it gets the longer you gotta let it sit and you can you can see it when you go in some of these sloughs where it's, the water's real clear you see your rip bait coming like you can see it so you twitch it twitch it and then you wait and then once it gets kind of almost to the boat if you look behind it there's always a fish right behind there and he's following it but he's not like really committing to it mm-hmm. but that tells you you know you kind of got to slow down a little bit more but also depends on the tide too if you 
when they're feeding, they don't they don't let it hit the bottom. They just eat it right away. Just yeah. jerk it three four times, and they're they're on it. So now, yeah, not to, so you 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 live? Do you live in Tracy, Juan? Yeah. So yep. you you fish the South Delta a lot. I mean, I, I I would venture to say you're a you're a South Delta specialist. Uh, yeah, and I I when I moved because I lived down in Watsonville uh-huh. uh, near you, so I fished all the Clara Lakes for a long time. Every everything down there, and when I moved here, I I I, uh, I I decided to just stick to an area and learn it. And everybody that knows me, it's like, oh, he's going south. He's going south. Well, yeah, that's all I know. I mean, I know all the delta. I go north too, and I fish a little bit of the west and you know the east and stuff. And I got plenty of spots, but my comfort zone is out here because I know all my little spots where, you know, I've caught fish in the past or I always catch them there. Or I got just little stretches and stuff there. I could just rotate and, and that's, that's all I know down here. So, and it, I spent a lot of time down here just on the trolling motor looking for that stuff. Well, it's not an easy place to fish. If you t- I mean, I've talked to quite a few guys over the last year that fish the Delta and a lot of them Mm -hmm. don't spend a lot of time in the South Delta because it can be, it can be a little tougher because you don't have those as much of the Northern strain from what Mm -hmm. guys I hear say that there's a lot more of the, the quote unquote, like true Florida strain bass. There's bigger bass down there, but they seem to be harder to catch and they're fewer and and further between. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, in a way, I mean, you get a lot of a lot of pressure down here now, and then you you got a lot of boat traffic too. I mean, if if it's a summer tournament, yeah. you got your skiers going everywhere. They muddy up everything, and so you got to kind of plan for that. Yeah. You can't. There's areas you could kind of get away, but not a whole lot. So, um, but it's got a lot of big fish. I mean, a lot of tournaments get one south. I've won a lot of tournaments, and they've all been south. So. There's, there's still a lot of big fish in here, and it's more of a chug and wind deal out here. Like you could, you could pick up a crankbait and go down the bank and catch two, three pounders, you know, a chatter bait, and that's kind of what I like to do. So it's, it plays for that. It, I mean, I think the bigger fish, you know, it's like white, white sleuth got the big ones up north, like sycamore, mm-hmm. you know, some of like the round russos and stuff, all that stuff has got like the true giants, mm-hmm. but those those are hard to catch and i i really don't target them a whole lot i just want to i just want to catch that three to four pounders if i'm in, in the tournament three to four pounders gets me paid and then you're going to have your shot at a eight or a nine at some point in the day mm-hmm. so if you get that one that puts you over the top so that's kind of the way i approach things down here I'll take a bunch of three to fours with the eight or nine mixed in that's a good I day mean, Monday, uh, right if i have to <laughs> if i have to one i'll go yeah. ahead and take that yeah, I mean, there's there's days where they're all six to eight pounds, and and those those are the good days. And you yeah, know, that sounds like that sounds like a pretty, pretty damn good day right there. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I like they all see me down here and stuff, but yeah, it's just the angles that I throw. I know exactly how to position the boat and where what I'm casting at. It could be like a pipe. It could be like a some kind of tire in the middle of somewhere or could be a little deep rock stretch or you know and it's all comes down to kind of angles and knowing that they're good areas and you know areas that i catch them all the time i've always said it's it it's you know it's the angle of the dangle Mm -hmm. um and you got it figured out down there so 
yeah no it's, now, uh, now and, is that south delta is it <clears throat> is the bite as dictated by the tide down there as it is the rest of the delta the problem down here is when they're pumping water the tide goes the wrong way it goes to the pumps yep so it could be could be a low tide and you're like it might be a minus tide because they're pumping so much water that's what happened like like the first day of practice they launched it and i was like okay tide it's not going to be till bottom it's not going to bottom out to 11 i launched at uh nine and uh it was already like at a minus because they were pumping so much water out. So it, it could affect it. You know, if some of the areas you can't get into, if you're kind of going off the clock, but it's, uh, yeah, the, the tide's got a lot to do with it, but you got to know when they're pumping that water out too. That, that is another huge, huge tip that, I mean, I, I've never really thought of, I, I know that they pump like that. There's been times I've been mm-hmm. on the South because I, I do fish the South more than anything. Cause I'm in San Jose. It's the quickest area to get to. And like right. you said, like I've over the last year and a half, that's kind of where I focused the Delta is so big. I told myself, I just going to focus on one area and learn it. Right. So mm-hmm. from South of Frank's down, that's kind of, that's my area. That's where I like to fish. Mm-hmm. But and that's kind of the way the way you got to do it if you if you really want to learn the place you know just just don't get caught up running all over the place because that's what I used to do when I first started out here and and never pans out yeah you'll catch one here and then you're like all right well I caught a five pounder twenty miles from here so let's go right. check that out and <laughs> you could completely miss it yeah <laughs> well and it gets so overwhelming there's so much water and everything uh, looks good you know. Uh, Right. That's, that's the thing. Everything looks good, but you don't, I mean, to learn it, you got to go on your trolling motor and just keep going and then say, you start catching three. Okay. I got three right here. Why were they here? Like what, like, Oh, I noticed that it's not a flat. It's actually a, a little deep spot on the rocks and there were three right there, but then I keep going and I don't catch anything. And then further ahead, you know, again, another little deep spot. So that you just, learn two spots right there so next time you come out you go to that little stretch and you catch a couple more and you know you're going to the next one so now you got two spots so now you try to duplicate it and uh, that's kind of the way i approach things that's you so start cool, seeing man. you start seeing a pattern as our buddy john myers mm-hmm. likes to say <clears throat> yeah yeah I, uh, funny story i got a john myers when i met him uh he uh we're fishing a one bass at clear lake and uh i was practicing with mark and we went to go eat at the the rest one of the restaurants there on the water and i've never met john or anything and uh as we get off the boat we untie and we're walking down the dock and he was fishing with christian and uh he's like he looks at me and he's all i want to draw that guy and he's pointing at me and i was like Oh God! I hope I don't draw this weirdo. <laughs> I, never, I never met him. And I was like, I don't know who he is. Like he pointed at me. Oh my I was like, God! Oh, I hope I don't draw. Him. And uh, so I kind of like we ate together, whatever. Kind of talked. And the next we it was the first day I didn't draw him, but the second day he comes by the hotel. He thought I knew I was going to draw you. And so we ended up fishing together, and, and we had it. We had a great time. <laughs> Uh, Dude, he's one of my good friends now. He's is like, he not he's, hilarious though? Oh man, we had such a good time that whole day. I mean, we probably caught the biggest bag we caught 
I caught during the tournament and uh, we ended up catching the stack. He, he did pretty good actually. So, and from then on, I mean, I'm a, I'm a John Myers fan. So <laughs> we're all John Myers. Well, fans. We, we, we had him on and man, oh man, that guy can talk. And trust me, after I was done with that podcast, I was a huge John Myers fan. Uh, <laughs> the problem I, I is you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Oh no. It's Sometimes it'll scare you a little it's bit. Fantastic. <laughs> now he's old school. He's been around for a while. So he, he knows the stuff. The the guy can absolutely catch him. I'll tell you a quick, quick John Myers story, Juan. John had, um, I want to say, carpal tunnel in his uh-huh. right thumb really bad, and he had a thumb surgery. This is like probably a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And he goes out for like a whole season. Like his thumb is all messed up. The surgery, they kind of botched it. They didn't do well, and he cannot use his thumb. And this guy's like – it's hard to explain, but he's literally reeling with like his bait caster between his like middle and <laughs> forefinger, just looking all goofy and just, just, just out there kicking ass. Just, you know what, as I'm telling the story, it's not really that good, but in my head, it's pretty awesome. But if you saw it, uh-huh. you get what I'm saying. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's a stud, man. <laughs> I know. No, like I said, we, we had a good time and I, I mean, with our schedule, I've been so busy and he's busy with the kayak thing. I, I haven't had a chance to go, back out and fish with them but that's that's in the in the works i'm hopefully i could get out and fish with them one more time dude you need to get up here in the mother load and come fish with us do something a little different uh, that don pedro tournament kind of <laughs> left a sour taste in my mouth i don't even want to go back dude you like you spent much time up these mother load lakes oh yeah no i don't i don't i i mean i i like maloney's Don Pedro, hey, we well, just go for tournaments, and, well, and that's about the, it. Last year, second place at yeah. Maloney's. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's right. That's uh, that's uh, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, what? I've never been to McClure, so I don't know what, how that fish is, but Maloney's, I really like. What was the deal last year on Maloney's for you? At one, I, I'm really, really the reason I'm curious because you brought this up. Great segue, Ryan. This is why you're a great host. Um, I do what I can. Yeah, um, I, I'm just curious. Like as a as a guy, you, you fish Clear Lake, you know Shasta. I mean, you did mm-hmm. well everywhere last year, but then you go to a place like Maloney's that you don't fish a whole lot. What was your no? And what was your your mentality going into that tournament? And how'd you do so well? He went through um, the rig. No, do the rig? I threw a rig all day. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I I did have a tight on, but no, it was kind of they weren't spawning yet. So, but it was getting warm enough to where they were starting to cruise around. So I, I wanted to fish some of the arms. I think, uh, I fished, uh, Bear Creek, I want to say. Yep. Is that right? Yes, yeah. sir. I fished in there and the first day of practice, I, I was hammering them, but it seemed like what I noticed in that lake, it's like the first day of practice was good. The second day was okay. And then once everybody got out there, there's like a big mud line going and the pressure kind of like screwed them all up was because the first day was good. Like I said, and then as, as everybody started practicing and the first day of the tournament went on, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like to get, it seemed to get a little tougher and uh big mud lines all over the lake. And, uh, um, so what I did is I, I fished uh bear and I kind of found some fish in there. I know there was some fish in there that I was catching on a rig. And then I went shallow and then I started looking in like the spawning coves, um, 
I don't know what uh, the the creek is called over it from the from the launch ramp to the to the right. I don't know is that. That's called Angels. That's angels, yeah. So I went in the Angels, fished in the back down there because I've I've caught some fish back there in the past. And the last tournament we went over there and uh, kind of fished around there. And I noticed like they were starting to cruise around. And then I sp- also fished around the marina there and uh, through the five. And I went to the back where the water was a little cleaner and there was mm-hmm. no, no boat traffic. And I could see them swimming around. But, you know, and what I did is I just I tied on a shaky head with uh, a frenzy nail and a uh, trick worm and uh, green pumpkin. And I just stayed far away from them, and I just I was started just fan casting. And it seemed like if I made a long cast and stayed away, I would I would get on the bite. And I was catching nice ones in practice. And I was like, all right. Then I pulled into another little cove, and that's when I saw a bunch of them. I saw like a couple fives, and I'm like, this is where I'm going to start. There's there's some big ones in here, and it was kind of out of the way where nobody was going to find it. I, I thought, and uh, so first day of the tournament, I'm kind of middle of the pack. I'm like, great. So I pull over there, and I go to the back little cove in there, and I pull in there. I'm like, Nobody's in there. So I go in there, and as I make the turn, I look, and there's a boat in there, and it's Jeff Michaels. I'm like, God damn it. He's going to clean him out. <laughs> I was like, the, the worst guy you could have back there. And uh, so he, he was in there. He found those fish, too, and I kind of just stayed away from them. I kind of got close a little bit and just fished around, caught one little spot. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go throw a shaky head. And I just went down the bank and started covering a lot of water and I started catching them. And that's basically all I did the first two days. And then on uh, day three, after I made the top 10, the weather came in and it it started raining and it was colder. And I was like, they're not going to eat that shaky head. Those fish probably moved out. And sure enough, like I was throwing up on the bank and my co started catching like some nice ones. And I was like, yeah, they're out a little deeper. So I, I started pulling off a little bit. I caught a few. But then I remember I was like, well, those suspended fish over at Bear Creek, I'm going to go check those, see if those are going. And we pulled in there and I looked at my grass and they were just everywhere. And it didn't take long. I mean, I, I bombed the A-rig, let it hit the bottom. I'm just reeling and I'm, I just start catching them the deal was I only had one rig left and it was all beat up and I caught some nice ones. I caught the weight I had, but then I had one big one and it ripped the wire out and no. that was it. So that's the one that caught me. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was a little flurry and they were biting and it was, it was crazy how many fish that were there. So back in bear, um, uh, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but that's actually where the lake record comes from. Oh, really? And aside from that lake record, and two of them out of my boat, and this is 12, this is like 10 and 11 years ago, but that I know of, there has been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seven teeners caught out of there. Oh, wow. That is yeah, like the one research, of the major spawning areas on that lake. Right. Yeah. The re- research I did was, you know, Bear was one of the, like the better creeks. So, you know, I just kind of spent, spent a lot of time there and I saw some of the like local guys there too. So I was like, all right, well, it's a good, good place to be around. Yeah. A lot of big ones, a lot of big ones coming in and out of there. 
Yeah, I know, but I mean, it, it's a, it's a fun lake. I like I like going in there, but like I said, I don't I don't go enough. The you cool know, thing about Maloney is just kind of like Berryessa, you know, but I feel like even almost more so, but you can go fishing even the same areas. I mean, you can have a shot, you know, at a 13 pound largemouth and an eight pound spot the same day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, they live there. I've seen them. I've seen them follow up glide bait and they're just, you know, I can't, can't get them to commit, but there's some big ones in there. That's why we call the glide baits the, Ooh, ooh, bait. Ooh, 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 well that year that yeah. year one you ended up you ended up after that there was the covid shutdown and then you won uh you won first place on the delta mm-hmm. which had to have been like i mean you've won you won some majors before that but w- would you say that one was one of the one of your best or or your best yeah no that's 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 the one i mean that to to win against like all the, all the local mm-hmm. hammers out here and you know, kind of coming from behind too, where, you know, I was just kind of sticking around. I had the first two good days and I made it to the top 10. And uh, I think I was like five pounds behind and, you know, I was sitting like in eighth place. So the way, I mean, once you make the top 10, the way I see it, it's like, I don't care. Even like this Berryessa one, I don't want to catch keepers because it's not going to do me any good. Nope, right. So I don't care if I don't bring in a limit. It doesn't, doesn't hurt me, but you know, I'm going to go fish for the right bites. And if I catch them, you know, it's going to do something. But if it's not, you know, it's not where I need to throw a worm and try to like catch, catch a limit because it's a championship. You're fishing for, you know, a lot of money or a boat sometimes. And, you can't just like give in you have to go for it and mm-hmm. and that's kind of the way i i approach things and obviously i didn't catch my barrier so i only brought in three fish but you know at least i i know i did the best i could to try to win you know i didn't didn't give in so yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah going back to that delta one it was uh one of my best buddies was leading the tournament i you know, he's staying with me. We're, we're traveling together and stuff. And uh, I knew the fish he was on. So he was in the right fish to win. And I was like, well, he's going to win it for sure. There's no no chance. But uh, I just went and fished areas where I know big ones live. And, you know, I caught one here and then went to another area, ran about 10, 15 miles and fished another area where I know there's big ones live. You don't get that many bites, but the ones that live there, if you do get a bite, you know, it's a a good one. It's going to be like a six, seven, eight pounder. So, and it happened. I caught like a seven then I caught a six and like a five. It's like, I'm just like, oh man, it's pretty good. Like I already got like 22 pounds. So pretty good. I mean, I, at least pretty good, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, at least I moved up, you know, I didn't back in my back life down, over so. here. Pretty good. Yeah. And <laughs> so we pull in, pull in in there at the launch ramp and I, I see my buddy and he's just like kind of shaking his head and I was like, and everybody else is like, nah, no nah, thumbs down, thumbs down. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's going to happen, but it came down to the wire and I barely edged them out. And I was like, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, How? Just, I, I believe one of those deals when it's your turn, you can't, you can't do anything wrong. And, you know, it happened that way. So can you, can when you it's talk your time? About, it's your time. That's right. Can you talk mm-hmm. about when you're in one of those top tens and you're, you're down, like you said, you're down eight pounds, you know, mm-hmm. on the Delta, you can make that up, but right. how much does your, how much does your strategy change from if you were sitting in second, 
a pound behind rather than sitting in ninth uh, with that, eight that, pounds that, behind. That the nerves kick in, and that's more stressful than than being down in eighth because you know you're just kind of going fishing. But when you're kind of because I on the championship, I was leading the tournament at Clear Lake, and uh, that was stressful. Um, mm-hmm. I is it's just like you're just like okay, well, where do I start? Should I go here? Or should I go there? But when you're when you're uh, down in eighth place, or you know, kind of on the bottom, you're just kind of, all right, where, where can I go to go catch the five big ones? And, uh, this is all I'm going to do. You know, your, your tackle ch- kind of changes. You're not throwing, you know, your reaction stuff to get, unless you're catching them on that kind of stuff. And you got some big ones doing that, but mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to throw a chatterbait. You're going to go punching or you're going to throw a frog or some kind of water and try to get those five big bites. But yeah, when you're up on top, you, I think it's, it's just way more stressful and you don't, you don't want to screw up and your decisions have to be right and you got to believe in yourself. If you don't, then it's not, it's not going to happen. And a lot of the times it'll be first hour, second hour, and you're like catching anything and you're like, well, I screw it all up. But if you have the confidence and you know, you're going to catch them, you just got to stick with it and it, it'll happen. Like you just, you got to stick with it and stick with the game plan. And next thing you know, one, one, one bite changes everything. Like once you get one of the right bites, then your confidence and everything just, it's, it's a whole different deal. And you're like, all right, well, here we go. And then, then you catch another one. You're like, okay, now I got this. And then you just, your confidence level goes up and there's no stopping you. You get that momentum rolling. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get rolling and, Everything you do just goes right, and then you know you you'll have your your deals where you lose a big one and stuff. But you know that kind of stuff happens. It, a lot of stuff. A lot of times you can't do anything about it, and you just gotta kind of put it put it on the side and just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna steal one of Joel's questions here. Um, he loves to ask it. We both love to hear the answers. If you're gonna ask this right now, I'm, I'm laughing because I, I I didn't text you that I was gonna ask this one. Oh, great. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Ryan, I, I mean, I, oh. I, I, if you're asking the one I think you're going to ask, I'm, I'm just thinking it's crazy because we bo- we have ESPN. Go ahead. We, we do have that ES. We have ESPN twice today. Um, <clears throat> ESPN 8, Diocho. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. One, you've listened to the podcasts. I don't know if you listened to the one we did with Ken Ma or not. Yeah, I listen to pretty much all of them. I, it's something I do on my commute to work, and you know, I love the, what you guys do, and it, it keeps me at least that hour or something where I go over the hill. It just I forget about traffic and everything, and I just listen fishing. So, well, one, we if, appreciate the heck yeah, out of that. If 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 one if one Acosta listens to this podcast, like I'm, it's it's a success I'm, in my eyes, I'm done. <laughs> and I appreciate that, man. That's amazing. And nobody needs no, no. and nobody needs no, to know no. we're going to Venmo you twenty bucks to say that. So thank you, one. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. So the classic Joel Ede question: Master of one, or, or a jack of all trades, or a master of one when it comes to fishing? Uh, for me, I want to. I want to be a master of all trades. <laughs> I like and that. change it up, master of all. I mean, it, I could grab a punch rod and just, <laughs> he just, just go it for us. it out here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I know I'm super comfortable with a spinning rod. I'm comfortable with a top water bait. I'm comfortable with the chatter bait, a crank bait, a deep diving crank bait. I, 
I try to be good at everything because it's helped me so much, you know, in, in different lakes. It's not just here in the Delta, but I can't tell you how many times we got a decent bag and I, I'm like, I pull my drop shot out and I, I throw it out and I catch a six, eight pounder. And, I love uh, that. And yes. I, I'm the yes. That's awesome, dude. Yes. It's, just, it's happened so many times. So, you know, I could, I could live with the big rod and go punch all day and get five bites, but I still got to come in the boat. And if you don't get them or you don't get the right five bites, you know, you're going to be on the bottom. And that's kind of what's kept me so consistent, you know, through all my tournaments. If, if you notice, I'm, I'm pretty much every time it's the same, kind of the same weight. You know, if it's 13 pounds each day, it's 13 pounds each day. If it's 20, it's 20 a day. And that's just by being versatile and, and knowing, knowing how to use my tools, you know, the, the way I think, okay, this looks good for this bait. And I pick it up and it, it could only just be like three casts or four casts. And then it, it goes away. And then I go back to whatever I think I'm going to catch a big one. And then something up else pops out with little Thule point i'll grab my drop shot throw it once and i'll catch one no that might be the is it the always very is it always very calculated or does sometimes do you just get a gut feeling like i don't know why but something's telling me to pick this up right now i i think you gotta listen to your gut and yeah. i can't tell you how many times i've won yeah. where i'll i'll drive i'm driving and i'll, I'll look at like a mask for example and it's like man that one's set up right and i keep looking at it and i'm i'm driving away from it and then as i drive away i'm like ah, all right so i'll turn around and then I'll, I'll position right and then i'll i'll flip it or whatever to catch like a six seven pounder and you know that's your voice is telling you it's like hey dummy go over there and that is some juicy, most of the time. juicy stuff right there. God, I love that. And, you know, I'm saying it because it's happened to me a lot of times. It's not, you know, because I read it out of a magazine. It's just something that, you know, you got to listen to the little voices in your head. You well, know, that's what the kids on YouTube tell us anyway, Juan. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> what, how, 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 much, how often do you throw Guggen baits? <laughs> How many Bass Never. Pro Shop hats do you own? I want to know this. <laughs> no, I don't think I own one. <laughs> boy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that uh, you know what I no. like. You know what I like about that one is like you're you're a true journeyman uh, because you didn't answer that like oh, I'm a jack of all trades. You're like no, I'm a master of all trades. Get I'm a out master of, here. of all trades. Uh, yeah, you you took our. Well, you, you, no one's gonna be able to ever answer this question the same way again. <laughs> Because you just totally yeah. flipped the script on him, but he did it. But he did it in like the most humble way oh, ever. Course, like it course. was super graceful. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> no, I mean I I do construction and I know how to use all my tools. I could grab my drill and change the battery real quick, and that's kind of what you got to do with your fishing rods. You got to know how to use every single one of them and know how to do it good. Because if that's that's something you got to really learn. Because once you learn that, then you don't have to worry about that. Then it gets more of like your angles and throwing, casting right, you know, making the right presentation. And it just makes everything easier. But if you don't know how to use a bait caster or you can't skip a jig underneath the dock or you can't put that frog right in that little pocket or you can't, you know, throw that chatterbait in the trough and just make sure as soon as it hits the water, you already have to be cranking because it's only going to happen in that first three cranks where that big one's just going to react to it and need it. You're never going to do good. If you're one of those guys that just likes to bomb that thing and make a big splash, and you're you're going to catch all the little 12-inchers. 
I, I that's, think, what, that's what we've been doing wrong, Joel. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, there, I've gotten pretty good at putting the frog where I need a frog to go, and or a buzz bait. The thing is, a, a buzz bait kind of is is both of those things. You got to put mm-hmm. it, you got to put it right where you need to go, and you better be engaged as soon as it hits the water, so that you can get right. that first three feet right. And it's not just the the buzz bait; it's the whopper plopper, is the chatter bait, oh, very important yeah. chatter bait, yeah. And you, you got to make sure as soon as that thing, you put it right up on where the rocks meet the water. And as soon as that thing hits the water, you better be ready to start cranking because it's a reaction by it. It's what you're getting. You know, the fish is there and it, it hits, it appears all of a sudden and they don't, she don't think about it twice. She's, she's going to eat it no matter what. And it doesn't matter what color it is. It's just, you know, you pick your confidence colors that you got confidence and you, you caught fish in the past and that's, that's your color and that's what you run with. Can you, can you say that one more time for the folks in the no, back? So, no, that's, that's two, that's two. <laughs> I think there's like two to four amazing pieces of information that we've never had anybody. And this, I thought starting this one, honestly, that we were going to get to a point where it's like, well, it's going to start getting old. Like no one's going to have anything new. It's just going to be whatever. Mm-hmm. But in bass fishing, man, there is always going to be something there. It's like, no, oh, yeah. thought about that. You know, like the, the stuff you said about the rip bait, the, the mm-hmm. saying like the, what you're saying about the, the chatter bait. These are things that, that even I like totally mess up on and don't do right. And, I'm not saying I'm good at all, but I mean, I, I mean, like, I'm, there's tons of guys out there that are probably like, "Oh man, is that is that the deal? Is that what?" <laughs> you know, it's just uh, having confidence on on like the colors. I I throw like a for example chatterbait. I I love throwing the chatterbait. I made a lot of money on that thing, and I only throw two colors. I don't <laughs> actually if it's the water's muddy, I'll throw black and blue. But if the water's clear or something i throw like a brown green pumpkin and then i throw a red one after they're done spawning kind of in the in the, in the post spawn through like june may and uh that's all i throw and th- i've been throwing those things for the last 15 20 years it's the same same chatterbait same color i haven't changed anything i think when a lot of guys go wrong it's like they'll throw it for five ten minutes or something if I mean, that's a long time, but then they, they decide, oh, no, they're not biting the color. I got better, maybe I should change the color. And, and you, I mean, right there, you just lost a lot of time. If you just stick with it, and you, especially here in the Delta, it's just all timing thing. If you hit them at the right spot, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. They, they, when they're biting, no matter what you throw at them, they eat everything. So right, just keeping, keeping it simple. Man, the, the right bait in the wrong location is not nearly as effective as the wrong bait in the right location. Mm-hmm. Vince Hurtado yeah, told me that back in the day. And I love that. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those deals. You just got confidence in it and you know, you, you stick with it and then it's going to happen. I mean, you can put it in the right spot and they're, they're going to eat it. But when you, you get caught up changing, changing lures, changing colors and stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's not good. At least for me, it's not. It, it won. So, Real quick, Joel. Oh, um, dude, you just added more to your score. It's four to one right now, I think. Well, hey, I play to win, okay? Um, okay, so back when I started kind of fishing the Delta, and I don't claim to know the Delta very well, and it it's it's a lot different than it used to be, and if mm-hmm. I go fish it right now, most of the time it kicks my butt. And I'm going to start spending more time up there. But anyway... Back when I started studying the Delta, fishing the Delta, you heard a lot about jigs, right? Like 
mm-hmm. I went out with Andy Kachia. You know, he was the jig guy. Yeah. You know, and right. and I feel like you don't really hear much about jigs on the Delta anymore. What is your take on it? Do you throw them? When do you throw them? And why has it almost become a thing of the past on the Delta for some reason? Oh man, a jig! I you know I tie a jig every year, thinking that I'm gonna. I mean, this year I'm going to catch him with a jig because it's a big fish catcher this time of the year. Like a lot of the guys that know how to throw a jig will catch some big ones on it. But every year it's just, I can't, I can't figure it out. And I don't know why. I don't know if they just, I'm throwing in the wrong areas, but you know, I could throw something else and catch him, but I can't catch him in the jig. Uh, I'll catch one or two, but to catch them consistently on the jig i just i, well, I mean, just can't do it and is it and is it ryan what are you are you talking about because you look at a guy like vince borges you know mm-hmm. will throw a swim jig and absolutely mm-hmm. annihilate him i'm but talking old school that's old yeah but jig. yeah, yeah, yeah like you're like talking a, bottom like hopper like, ounce with, yeah yeah i'm talking yeah, a half and, ounce you know like arky head or mm-hmm. something similar where you got a a pork you know or or a um twin tail single tail just just a regular jig not a punch skirt not a swim jig old school just flipping and pitching you know i think uh to now the way the delta is it's got a lot of grass before i think they used to flip a lot of the tulis mm-hmm. and a lot of tulis with the i mean they they've washed away with like the tide and stuff so you don't have a lot of like deep tulis anymore there's a few areas where you have a lot of deep tulis and some pockets but now every time you want to go flip a jig in toolies, like like D used to do and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's, they're only like in a foot of water. So and then they're full of grass underneath too. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like it used to be before. Now it's, you know it's just way too much grass. I think so. That's why like a punch rig or you know a one ounce weight with like a sweet beaver will, will work just as well because you're you're flipping it more in grass and you can lift it up and let it drop, lift it up, let it drop. You know, the jig, you know, it's not as good as in the grass, like, you know, in clean water. So, I mean, that's just my thought. Especially with... No, all that's the, a good answer, and it makes sense, too. If you can find, like, the... And I've had the same problem, because I love throwing the jig in the lakes, which is what I grew up doing. When I first went out there to the Delta, I was like, dude, I can't throw a jig here. It doesn't no, matter what you and, do. Like, it, 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 it could be as weedless as possible. You're going to get all right. that filamentous algae on it every cast, unless you're in some really, really clean grass, which is not... It's super easy to find. Yeah, and the other thing too is the the places you want to throw. It's like you kind of almost have to wait for like a high tide. That way, the trough, you know, you got that trough all over the delta, and that's like your clean spot between the rocks and the weeds. So as the tide gets up higher, that's when you could probably throw it a little bit more. And then I know like Cooch used to throw it out in like twelve feet of water. It just kind of fished more like the weed line out a little deeper. But I've I've never I've never done that. I just I don't catch any big ones doing that. But that's just me. Yeah. <clears throat> so one one thing you mentioned and and I've read this, you know, on the internet too. You talk about this is you got you, you, and you said that just here. You know, you're traveling with people who are friends. They're also fishing against mm-hmm. them. How big of a how big of a of a thing? just for the experience overall you're out there with your friends you know and these guys Mm -hmm. you guys see you know you're all fishing together you're practicing you're traveling together how big of a of a of a thing is that for why you do this it's it's huge because i mean that's 
I don't, when I say like we're getting ready to go to Shasta in January, we already got like where we're going to stay. We already know who's going to stay there. And that's the part I look forward the most than the actual tournament because we, we all drive up there. We all meet up at some gas station or something. We all get together and we caravan all the way to Shasta. And then we get to the where we're staying. And, you know, Mark, I mean, that guy does a lot for everybody in the group. He'll Mark is just a great buy, human being. Oh, oh man, he'll he'll buy all food and everything, so we don't have to worry about it. None of that stuff. So he's all right. I'll take care of everything. You know, you guys just pay me later, and we're good. So he he, he reserves everything. He buys all the food. We just basically show up and and start tying some rods or you know get ready, and he cooks everything and you know the best meals we can have and. You know, we have a good old time, and that's, that's the part I like the most, that, you know, everything's just fun, you know. The tournament, yeah, we, we help each other out as we can. You know, if one's doing good, we root for the other one, or, you know, we try to help them out, or everybody kind of kind of helps each other out, and you gotta you got to have that because if you do it by yourself, you know, it, it's super hard, but it could be just like, hey, you know, I'm catching them on a Kitech on a underspin or something, maybe throw that here. This is the color and he'll throw it over. And then I, I tie it on and I start catching on that. So that could like help your tournament, you know, and we all want to do good. So we all want to help each other. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. Having that network. That is what it's all yeah. about, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. we're, 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 you guys are chasing around green fish for thousands of dollars or a boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really be – I mean, some people can get real cutthroat, but I, I always like the stories of guys who are traveling together and, you know, the camaraderie and, like, having a good time doing it. And then when somebody wins like Ken does, everyone's just, like, showering mm-hmm. them with praise because, damn, that's hard yeah. to do. Yeah. And, you know, when one of us wins, I mean, we're, we're rooting for the guy. We want him to win, and it's that's just the way we are. And, you know, it's, it makes you feel good and – yeah, it's just that that's what it's all about. Do you fish and I one I'm I'm sorry I don't know this. Do you fish any of the <laughs> uh the MLF stuff or the that we used to be FLW with the MLF stuff now? No, I mean Wild West kinda kinda took everything kinda they cover I mean we fish the teams, we fish the the pro amps and then now with Apex, you know that it's a that lot covers pretty much everything. It's a lot. I can't I can't take a lot of time off work. Mm-hmm. You know, just taking a week off for those and then they're all they seems like every time they kind of pile them up on top of each other so if the one comes then like two weeks after that i got there's an mls and there's just no way i could afford that so you so gotta kind of pick and choose and uh, that's so what's what your uh, what's your like um i mean what's your goal with the tournament stuff like is this something that you're wanting to eventually do for a living full time, or is this always just going to be kind of your hobby, um, your outlet, that kind of thing? And you're going to have your normal nine to fiver. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. I mean, I got a job. I, I'm a contractor. I work for myself, so I that's never going to end. So I like doing that, and then it gives me the time to take the days off and go fishing. Right. Um, I I got a wife and kids, and I don't I don't want to travel back east or do anything. The good thing about like what Apex is doing, it's kind of allowing us to with within a day's drive, I could go fish a tournament and then come back home. 
I don't have to go back east and spend a lot of money. And just, just I mean, I'm 44 years old. I don't, I don't want to. These last seven days, I was so tired. I just, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> so I just, I like living here. I like the fisheries out here, and then I like the way you know the tournaments are here and what Wild West is providing for us. It's just, it works out for me. And I don't, I mean, I make a little bit of money and I compete against some of the best guys out here. And, uh, you know, they'll throw my mug out on TV every once in a while. And, you know, it's all good. My Com- daughter likes it. My son likes it. And that's all I could ask for. Com- compete. You do, bud. Yes, you do. I thought it was cool. And when- your name. I'm sorry, Joel. No, no, I just I I thought it was cool when you you mentioned your daughter. It's like when I saw you at Boat Masters, you're there with your daughter, and that's one of the reasons I didn't I didn't come up to you when I was inside. I was like, oh, he's with his daughter. Like he's got his stuff going on. Until you walk right past me, then I then I I could I couldn't help myself. But it's it's you got you got your come up and say anything. You got your kids there. Like your 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 kids enjoy it. Like and mm-hmm. I, I really do. I love the fact that that wild west does allow guys like you or like i'm not, I'm not going to go do the whole like big rigmarole and drive thousands of miles a year i can go yeah. right here and i can compete at a high level and, mm-hmm. and make some money and have fun so yeah no i fished mlf too like when they come here but it's only if after if i have the time and you know if i made a little bit of money where you know i'm ahead then i'll i'll throw it in there and you know try my luck there but you know the for them, you know, they just, uh, it's not, a, it's not a good, good deal for me. You know, they don't draw the boats and then it's just pretty expensive to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Ryan. Even though it's here in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. No. I, I cut you off. Oh, I've already, I'm long gone on what I was uh, going to yeah, say. He, I don't have that to- kind of attention he, span. He totally forgot. <laughs> you, you kidding me right now? I've got three other things running through. Now, Juan, like you've done a great job, Juan. I mean, you've built a great name for yourself. You've got an amazing reputation. You know, um, you're out there proving how good you are, you know, but you do it with zero arrogance. You come off as, you know, just a really nice, friendly guy. And it's just, it's nice to see that. And I feel like that's what this sport needs, you know, because we've got, so there's just, there is a lot of arrogance out there, you know, and I, I just, it's nice to see guys win win with humility you know what i'm saying yeah no, i appreciate that Ryan. no and i mean you too man you've, you've gone through a lot and uh what you do with the kids man i, I mad respect for that man i appreciate keep that up and you know I've, I've i've seen i follow you and i've seen everything you do and it's just man i wish i wish i could do some of that stuff but you know we're always we're always busy but you know i when i can i try you know, I used to do a lot of like the cats for kids and stuff when they were, used to come out here. You know, that mm-hmm. was just something that I wanted to do because of me. I don't, I didn't post any of that stuff. And I just, you know, I went and did it and, you know, yeah. I felt good about it after that. And then, you know, just came home and it is something that, you know, we need a lot more. So, man. no, that's awesome. And I appreciate it for sure. Yeah. Well, before we keep you on for too much longer, I do want to hit on uh, one of your sponsors, which is uh, Coyote Bait and Tackle. Shout out. Yeah. You are, so <laughs> Coyote is, uh, you've listened to the podcast, like 10, 10 minutes down the street from me. That's my tackle shop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people got a lot longer uh, 
history with Coyote, but for me, living in San Jose, it's one of the only things that I can be proud of. <laughs> like as far as like bass fishing goes, because it's like I can be I can be stoked. I mean, not proud of, but like stoked. I can be stoked that it takes me ten minutes to go to Coyote because they always have everything that I need. You know, and they do. Yeah. So how did you get? How, how did you first get on with them? And what's that partnership been like? Mickey's an awesome guy. Yeah, no, I I've been shopping there since uh, over twenty years. Yeah, you know, I I knew about them, and I lived down. Like I said, I lived down in Watsonville, so I we always went there. And then um, I started fishing some of their team tournaments they used to have back in the day. They used to have like one in the springtime, one in the fall, and you know, from there I just got to know Denise. And I mean, she's she's had a lot of guys go through there, you know, Chris Saldane used to work there. So mm-hmm. I, I known him for a long time. You know, a lot of, a lot of great guys have come and gone and, you know, right now it's Mickey, the one that that runs the show. And, you know, he's, he's helped me out a lot. I mean, I can't, I can't thank him enough because all, a lot of the sponsors I got was through him, you know, and then I talked to Denise and about this apex thing. And she, she said, yeah, no, I'll help you out. And you know, that, that there it goes a long ways and you know i love i love going in there it's nowhere other you can go where i can go in there and have a beer with the owner and just hang out so mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's a cool shop and they always have like the specialty stuff every time i go it's like oh how come you didn't tell me you have this <laughs> or when did you get this <laughs> like and then i'll just grab it and try it and you know if i need anything i just call them up and you know hey i need so many packs of this stuff and they have it for me right there in the back so no, they're an awesome shop, and you know they they've been around for years. So yeah, for a long time, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's one of those things where I'm I'm hoping. I mean, it's everyone knows about Coyote Bait and Tackle. It's just mm-hmm. the way things are going. I'm just like anything I can do because if <laughs> I just can't imagine living here without that shop. Oh no, it's it's fun fun to just go. I mean, I I, I work down there in San Jose, so I I make. I, I'll go once a week and just even just just to stop by and and say hi. But I'm I always leave out with something. I'm like I can't like not spend any money in there. So what's what's uh, <laughs> what's weird is I'll go in there once a week, and it's all uh, masks, right? So no one mm-hmm. no one recognizes oh, yeah. anybody. I'll go in there once a week just to go in there and bullshit and don't I don't <laughs> say a thing about who I am. Nothing. I just like I go in there to go like look at all their cool stuff because they always have like the coolest newest stuff if you're like a yeah. if yeah. you're a like a tackle tackle file tackle file mm-hmm. like a freak like i'll go in there and just look at stuff <laughs> tackle file and go like yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just pet the cat and i'll just i'll grab a beer and i'll go home right yeah no, they got great beer there they got they all do. the cool <laughs> beer too <laughs> now i feel like i gotta go check out cody bait and tackle you dude. Should. gosh dang it guys <laughs> road trip yeah no it's 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 fun to hang out in there and like i said anything you need i mean just talk to nikki or denise and they'll, they'll order it for you i mean it's not it's not a big deal just let them know hey you know i'm looking for this or that i think they can the they can get anything i'm pretty sure they can yeah. get anything yeah and if they don't i mean they'll tell you it's like okay it's gonna take so long but you know we'll, we'll get it in eventually or we'll give you a call but no they they run a great shop Right on. I, I had I had to bring that up because uh, you're you're I think you're the only angler I know that is sponsored by Coyote Bait and Tackle. So yeah, no, like I said, they they help me tremendously. So I I their their names on the side of my boat, and uh, I wear their hats all the time. And 
you know, as much publicity as I could give them. You know, that's the way I pay them back. So, yeah. and also, also, you run the Phoenix Phoenix Rods. That's your rods, Correct. right? Yeah, I got. Yeah. yeah, I've been with Phoenix for a full season now, and you know, I, I couldn't be any happier. I mean, Vince Vince got me in there, and he gave me some rods, and I've been trying them all all season, and I mean, they they've worked out for me. So, yeah. hey, um, also. Just another quick little shout out here. Anybody that doesn't know here locally, um, Outwater Stage Stop also is fully stocked up on Phoenix Rods right now. So, oh nice. Just a heads up yeah. for that one. Joey Berna, big shout out to him, man. He's, he, I met him met him through uh, Mark, and you know he, he, we run into each other once in a while. He's a good guy. Joey's a good dude. Yeah, he's got yep. he's got a cool little fishing cool little fishing section there and the gun shop. Mm-hmm. If anybody hasn't been at Water Stage Stop, it's not just a gun shop. No, it's, I mean, they've they've got a cool fishing section. It's the kind of the Taj Mahal of gun shops, in my opinion. Oh, it really is. I think that's where my partner hangs out every every other day. He always Dude, comes I, back with a gun. I'll go into the gun <laughs> shop and Mark's over there like in the fishing <laughs> aisle, just like stocking stuff and organizing. I'm like, Mark, what are you doing? They pay people to do this. He's like, Nope, I gotta do my part, man. <laughs> So he's over there just working for Joe. He just, just yeah, help out. He hang out with Joey. That's how yeah, he is, right. though. She well, and I can gun. remember. Yeah, I can remember all the Gomez brothers. I mean, back when we were all sponsored by the Bait Barn back in the day, like my boat uh-huh. was wrapped, the whole works. And dude, they'd all be in there. You know, I mean, we all had like a little contract we had to sign where you know everybody's got to go in for two hours a month and help stock shelves. Well, they'd be in there like four hours a day. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> just working their butts off. It was awesome. Oh yeah. No, work work ethic. Yeah, that's the way they are, man. Love all those guys. They're awesome. Well, hey Juan, yeah, no, I don't know how much more we can uh, we can milk you for, dude. There, you, you've already hey, you've already shoot, hit. I got nothing to do. I'm <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Damn, Gosh, dang it. <laughs> right, I feel like it's time to get in bed already. It's six twenty. <laughs> right now. Well, real quick. Uh, oh shit! All right, I mean. And mark that one ah, four to two, buddy. Four to two. Four to two. I, are you keeping score too? All right, we got four to two. So, <laughs> I, um, if you want to go back to Ryan's question, I don't think I've answered it. What I got tied on for this time of the year, I mean, it's I'll go real quick. Deep it's dive, deep, di- deep, no, deep dive. I want to know why deep you're throwing dive. it. thought process behind each bait what you're throwing it on i mean you've already gear ratio you've already given us absolute juiciness still all the soon (laughs) five baits Uh, (laughs) on the delta right glide baits is that what you said no but your top five delta baits for right now correct top top five yeah so and glide baits too (laughs) s waiver um I'll have a rig tied on a rib bait, and then I got two punch rods. I have one with a ounce and a quarter, and one with the ounce and a half. And uh, different rod, rod actions. I got a, a Phoenix 805 for the grass, which is more of a taper rod. It's got a little bit more give. And then when I when I'm fishing mats, I use um, the heavier one, and uh, which is a 796. And I used to recon series. I really like those. Oh yeah, I got a chatterbait. Yeah, I got chatterbait tied on on a seven forty four, and uh, I also got like a vixen tied on, and then I, I got a chapel tied on in like black or bone. 
Chapo. And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's those are my rocks there. You know, the rigs there, and and that's it. Uh, and he even gave you like, sticks, guys. He gave yeah, us a bonus. So you're, you're so you're yeah, throwing you're throwing you like bonus. the you like the recons. Yeah, I like the recon series. That's the ones I've been messing around with this year. Um, I do have the M ones. I got them for, but that's for like other techniques and stuff. Like a, I have some for the the A rig. I use the M one for the A rig, and that's just like a heavy seven eight. And uh, that's I don't I don't need a really big rod here on the Delta. But that seven eight, it's got a soft tip to where I'm using straight braid on the rig. So I, when they bite it, you know it's got a little bit of give, and it's just not mm-hmm. a broomstick where I rip the rip the hooks off or anything. Yeah. Right. And and that I mean, other than that, that's 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 what's tied on on my deck. I mean, you'll catch them with other stuff, but for me, that's that's those are my tools there. That's okay. what Mister Acosta throws. I got one more question I was wanting to ask you, and I don't know why, but I was driving home from the lake today. I was listening to one of the old podcasts, actually, because I was I was sending a link to somebody who was asking for it. Anyway, that's not that's beside the point. So this popped into my head, and I, I know this is like one of those cheesy questions, but I feel like people like it. Okay, mm-hmm. don't do it. You are gonna go. You are gonna get sent. They're gonna spin this random fishing wheel, right? Um, for let's just call it central and northern California, and they're going to pick one of the bodies of water. It might be the delta. It might be Clear Lake. It might be a reservoir. It might be a a farm pond. It could be anywhere. You get to have one bait tied on to go catch a fish in 30 minutes worth $5,000. What one bait would that be? (laughs) That's a tough one. I know. Just to catch one fish. I I have to go with like a five inch sink of wacky style. Yeah, that's good. That's what I thought you'd say. Spinning around. <laughs> I thought I was gonna yeah, say an A rig. No, I mean just for one no. fish for five grand. They won't that sink. Oh, I think that thing's made so much money. I I think I got to roll with that one. I think my nine year old would have answered the same. <laughs> what are you trying to say, yeah. Bill? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky rig Cinco, dude. You can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. No. You throw that let you it catch trout on that damn forty thing. feet or yeah. Let it go deep or you can fish it shallow and cover everything with that. I like it. I like it. Ryan, you got anything else for Mr. Acosta? Man, I, just I'm upset that I didn't that I didn't get his autograph when I met him, but that's okay. Hopefully <laughs> we'll have a chance again. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know what? They they actually gave me a trading card so maybe i'll I'll get you one that's what i'm talking about <laughs> through apex they, they just, gave us some trading cards just sign that thing it. for me and look <laughs> to ryan from one tight lines that way when you make the big time i could be like i used to know him when he was just a normal person uh no i mean you, you guys you call me anytime any questions whatever you know i'm like i said i'm i'm happy to help people out i i, I keep no secrets i just I like fishing and I like teaching, you know, and, you know, everybody kind of comes up to me and don't throw my rods. That's what I caught them on. You could believe me or you won't, but it's, it's the truth. So that's what I always say that when it comes to fishing, you, you might as well tell them the truth. Cause they're not going to believe you either way. So exactly. And I, I've seen it. I mean, I could, I could tell them and they're like, Oh, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 
I don't know what to tell you. I love that. <laughs> so I learned, I learned that way or just tell them the truth. Yep. No, that's good, man. Keep hey, up well, the good work, dude. You're making it a, a hell of a name for yourself. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thanks. Well, this, this has been a blast, man. I'm so glad I had you on. I'm so glad I ran into you to, to kind of, you know, push start the whole deal. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan and just keep, keep doing what you guys are doing now with Ryan. I mean, it's, you guys are knocking it out of the park, man. You guys, we can treat you too. I mean, you're asking some good questions and I think a lot of the listeners kind of, they're soaking it all up and they're learning a lot. So that's good. Oh man. That, that means, a, that means, out. that means a lot coming from you, man. That fresh. Yeah, make them long because it takes me about an hour and a half to get to work. So. <laughs> See, I, hey, dude, I, we, Ryan, Ryan, I was just talking to Ryan before we started, and he's like, "Yeah, if we could keep him to a, a, trying to keep him to a, you know an hour or an hour and a half, it'd be great." But like, it seems like two hours is kind of the deal, and I'm like, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to keep them shorter now. They just seem to keep. They kind of. There's no way we can keep one under an hour and a half ever again. I, I, I just don't think I'm it's going to happen. Sure of that. It's. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, we all eat it up. I mean, it's it's something to listen to. It's fishing. We all love it. So it's uh, you you you're gonna have a lot of listeners. Well, you're like me, Juan. I I, I do about anywhere from ten to thirteen hours a week driving. You know, mm-hmm. in construction. You know, I'm I'm driving anywhere from yeah. Pittsburgh down to Paso Robles. So I'm right there. Yeah, and I know how and you forget about it. You forget about everything. Like I, there's times where I like I notice like. Oh man, I'm already here. It's like I don't even know how I went through the whole traffic and up the hill, down the hill. Yep. But, you know, just you know, I just it makes uh makes your trip a lot easier. That's for sure. That's a that's a great like Ryan. What do you think, dude? That's like that's kind of a huge deal. Like if we can like help people's mental health by just giving them something to yeah. listen to for an hour and a half a week. Yeah, I'm gonna change my worry, business cards you know? to Dr. Cook Fishing. <laughs> Yeah, you pull up and you're driving good, and all of a sudden you hit traffic. You're like, "Well, it don't matter." I mean, I'm just I'm listening to this thing, so it's just, this is, it is what it is. I mean, you can't dwell on it. So awesome! Yeah. Uh, I love that, dude. And it, I mean, like Joel said, like when we got Juan Acosta going, dude, I listen to you guys on my way to work. Like this is my therapy. Like that, that really does mean a lot. Like all joking aside, like that's pretty <laughs> freaking cool, right there. <laughs> good. Because we're we're obviously not totally full of shit. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, no, we yeah, still yeah. are, but at least people dig it. <laughs> well, we have guys like Juan Acosta on who are actually talking and they know what they're talking about. So, well, well, yeah, yeah, it's this cool because you guys you guys make it fun. You know, you joke around a lot. Too. Just you know, every once in a while, you catch you laughing in the car, and people next year like, "What the hell is that guy song?" But hey, <laughs> keep it's it always going. when we talk about his brother-in-law. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. So, so. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and drop this one here because it was that what it was two it was two weeks ago that we had that one where I was dude I was on one that was my fault but um, it was funny uh, but I talked to Austin like I waited like four or five days before I had the balls to call him and he's like I, I used to like really look up to Ryan and respect him and I liked him oh. now I hate that guy mm-hmm. dang it <laughs> dang it. <laughs> That's the third time today I've heard that from somebody actually. So and then I then I then I went fishing with somebody else and he gets jealous. So I'm I'm we're going yeah. out fishing on Sunday. So we're gonna make a miss. There you go. It'll be all right. There you go. He'll live. He'll live. <laughs> go to the Delta and go throw an A rig, Joel. I heard that's the deal up there. 
Hey, come down. I'll, I'll show you. You be shaking your head. <laughs> I would love to do that. We'll talk about that one. But hey, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, just uh, I live here, so if I, sometimes I get out of work early. If you hit me up with some time, uh, you know, it only takes about fifteen minutes to go put the boat in the water, and we're already on the ground. So you know, I, I'm curious down there. So where do you like to launch in the south of the? I I found that the only place I can go and and get in, especially when the summer comes and it really starts to get socked in in some places, <laughs> is Orwood. Um, I don't know. Orwood? Where, I don't know where you launch yeah. out of down. Is there anywhere further south where you can get in and it's like going to be clear to actually put your boat in? Yeah, well, I like launching out of River's End, but this time of the year I don't recommend it because they just opened up the barriers, I mm-hmm. think, this week, and everything's just coming down, all the highest, and so it'll it'll clog up the launch ramp and you won't be able to pull out of it. Yeah, yeah. So River's End, it's a no-go right now until, I don't know, it'll take a while. Um, Lacey M is the one I launch out of okay. when rivers, when I can't launch out of rivers in cause rivers is the closest one to my house or Tracy Oasis, one of the two, but, uh, Lacey M is always clean. And I mean, you could put your trolling motor down as soon as you launch and start fishing and you don't have to leave in there. You know, okay. if you just wanted to go fishing, you catch stripers and there's giants in there. Oh, I want to go get some stripers so bad. And then, uh, uh, or would, I don't, I don't go, I just kind of, fish those two and then i'll every once in a while i'll do uh whiskey slew just to because that puts me it's not too far from my house but that puts me more like mildred area and i could go main channel mm-hmm. or i could go lads too and if i wanted to fish that that way too so, so I, I got I've, a lot of options i've done whiskeys in and river and uh, whiskey slew and rivers end it was one time mm-hmm. earlier this year where you could not get in and i remember which one it was yeah I don't remember which the one problem it was. with whiskey. Yeah, whiskey is the the launch ramp is is not good. There's like a big old hole on the cement, and on low tide, it's real slimy and it's hard if you don't have four wheel drive. I mean, I don't have four wheel drive in my truck, and I've gotten stuck a couple of times where I had to call a buddy to kind of pull me out. But it's uh, if I could time it right where I could get out on the high tide, then I'm yeah. good. But yeah. you know, whiskey slew is another slew where you know there's giants, and you can spend all day there. And not go anywhere, and you know, have have a good day there. So, it's, uh, those those are the ones. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, there is so much like crazy secrecy on the Delta. It's just not. I mean, for me, I don't I don't ask for spots. But when I ask somebody, mm-hmm. like, hey, where's a good launch? And they go, ah, I don't really want to give you a launch because some people like follow me out of the launch. Then I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> I think that you're full of shit. Personally, no. That's just not. I mean, it's just not. That's not. <laughs> that's not. Uh, no. I so mean, anyway, if anybody wants to go follow um, Juan Acosta, just go down to Orwood, mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> just, just go follow him around. He's got a big, uh, yeah, big yeah, Raptor Ranger. You can't miss it. Yeah, it's, uh, it depends on on where I want to go and and what I want to get target or where where I want to fish at. But a lot of times it's just rivers, and most of the summer rivers in so it's easy it's close to my house and i start fishing right there and i don't i don't drive very far like i said i just kind of fish the south and you know i don't i don't burn a lot of fuel running around and that's that's where i fish so that's that's key right now with gas prices dude my gas bill was like <laughs> yeah. dude, my gas every, bill was eighteen hundred dollars last month I mean, uh, yeah every time i had a fuel up for these every day it cost me a hundred dollars to go south and from lads 
and uh, I had to put every hundred dollars every day. So yeah. it ain't cheap. My, and my that's wife not the, full yeah, on yeah. cruising. <laughs> for the first time, my wife goes, "Why was that? Why was that trip you took so expensive? The one I went to McClure because I don't go to the mother load a lot, <clears throat> right?" And I, and I go, "Well, I I drove five hours that day, like yeah. on a trip." And she goes, yeah. "Oh." Yeah. And it's like she finally she's finally realizing like oh, oh gas is super super expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So when fishing one day costs yeah. one hundred and thirty bucks or whatever it was. Oh yeah. So that that's the deal. I mean, if you if you're gonna go out here, you know, with gas prices stuff, just put twenty dollars on your gas tank. Where you know you're not gonna want to run out anywhere, and you it's a good way to learn an area because you know you got to stay there. You mm-hmm. can't you can't leave. If you do, you run out of gas. So. <laughs> I love that. Guys, you heard Juan Acosta. Don't be a tide chaser. Stay put and figure it out. That's learn right. it on the high tide, learn it on the low tide, and, and then go go chase it. Absolutely. That's, that's, I like that. Yeah. Juan, thank you so much, man. I'm going to let you go. It's getting late. But, uh, dude, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch. we got to have you on again at some point. Anytime, man. Just, just holler at me. And, uh, like I said, I'm pretty flexible, so. Appreciate One, you guys having We're all me. about flexibility. And, uh, we are all well, not me person anyway. Yeah. Um well we admire it. We admire <laughs> it. We admire and then, it. Uh, just real quick, I just wanna if you guys want to follow me or something, uh Instagram is Lobina Pro and then uh Facebook is just my name. And then I just kinda wanna give a quick uh mention to all kinda a lot of the guys that helped me oh, out. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, like Absolutely. Said, Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Coyote Bend Tackle. I mean, Phoenix Rods, like I said. Uh, Genesis, there's the, uh, VJ. He's a fisherman. He fishes the Apex, and he owns the company, and he's the one who wrapped my boat, mm-hmm. and he put his logo right in the front of it. And, uh, you know, they do an awesome job. Not only boats, but they do cars. They go do, like, clear bras, window tinting, and everything. And they're, they got two shops, one in Elk Grove and one, I think, over past Sacramento. And, um, also, uh, dual realis, you know, I've, I've been with dual for a year now and, you know, I love their crankbaits, their deep diving crankbaits, their square bills, you know, they make, they make an awesome, awesome bait, uh, hook gear. Uh, I've been with them too. And, you know, I wear their stuff and, uh, Seaguar line. It's one of the other ones where I've, I've used Seaguar all year so far. And, you know, I, I, I love it. Uh, wood tungsten. And uh, Babe Spoke Care, you know, Mike Miliano, I don't know if you know him. He's down near by you. He, he's the one who helped me out with saves. And uh, it's just a boat cleaner that, and also, you know, you can use it for your truck. You can use it for your seats and all that stuff. Uh, Bill Lewis and uh, Ranger Mercury, and that's it. Right on. That's man. it. That's a that's an impressive list of sponsors. That is bro. an impressive. And now 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 that you went through all that, I'm like, well, do you want to talk to me about the duo spy baits? Uh, we got you got another hour, another hour. Yeah, to no, talk I don't about want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> those we keep on the hush. The, the spy bait is only those things. I mean, I got a bunch of them, and you know, I, I mess with them a little bit. I'm not. I haven't gotten into them a whole lot. I'll throw them like, you know, some of these spotted bass lakes and I'll, I'll catch them. But I mean, for smallmouth, I mean, that's the deal there. Yeah. There, I've, I've got a couple. Yeah. I tied on like three different brands of spy baits last mm-hmm. week and I'm just trying different ones because I know they work. And uh, yeah. Anyway, man, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, Juan. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ryan.
Very much appreciated, buddy. Like Joel said, we got to do this again. We do. We got to get on the boat. Maybe the both of you could jump in here if you guys want to go on a on the little trip or something. I uh, would absolutely know. love that, and yeah, I think man. we would have a freaking blast. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't hold back. I'll I'll show you exactly what I do and all that stuff. Like I said, and uh, we'll have a good time. You just got to You just got to find a, a gap in Ryan's busy schedule because everybody and their mom wants to go fishing on the mud. Hey, lake. if you guys give me a day that you guys are free, I'll just cancel a trip. Whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> don't even care. I'm going fishing with Juan. Let's go have some fun. He does what he. Yeah, I do what I want. What I, I do what I want. I, I'm the honey badger of the bass fishing guide variety. <laughs> no, guys, well, that'd be awesome like to go plan. do that. All right, well, we got to set something up and let's actually do it. You know, instead yeah. of just like, oh, let's talk about it. Like, let's actually we'll get a little group chat going no, later I mean, on I, this week. I'm serious. I mean, just just text me and let me know, and we'll make it happen. Yes, sounds good. Yes, I'm in. Want to cost everybody. Give him a big round of applause. We're going to give him a round of applause. <laughs> clap him out. Thanks, Juan. All right. Hey, thanks, Bye. buddy. Dude. Joel What the hell? We, why, why, do the, why do these keep coming out so damn good? Okay. We were just talking, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, like, Dude, we've been so lucky. Sooner or later, we're going to get those people, you know, that just aren't real talking. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, bro. It just, it's just gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget, just rolling. What is it? Sixes or sevens, whatever is the lucky one. I don't know. And the nuggies just keep coming. Gosh, dang it, they man. They just keep coming. And we just another likable guy. And I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't put it into words like, poetically like i wanted to but you know it's just nice to see these guys that have the talent and they're doing the thing and they're just do it with zero arrogance you know and i don't grace. know why but i just the love gra- just, the grace yes. involved yes thank you and grace. this is honestly i think it it does this sport does i mean you, there's money involved so when there's money involved there's always going to be people who are coming just for the money but i think guys like him and a lot of the guys we've had on i would say 95 percent of them mm-hmm. i won't say who Fibers, I mean, maybe a hundred percent of them. I don't know, but if you're not sure, it's probably you. But anyway, probably you, Ryan. But (laughs) (laughs) damn it, I'm kidding. Uh, Pull this dagger out of my back. (laughs) I don't know. So a hundred percent. I mean, it doesn't matter. There is so many good people involved in this thing, and that's why it's so much fun to do. There's not like I'm not involved with. I don't want to be involved with drama or anything like that. And this is why this has just been so much fun. I mean. That's it, dude. I'm at a loss. I don't even. I'm at a loss for words for once. No, you're not. You I'm not. I got plenty to say. I've got two more RQs. RQ the RQ the RQ count because I can't say it or else it'll be part of my count, right? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I you just know? well, you basically just did RQ, it. RQ fishing it should be I, RQ. I, I, I mean, you can. Like you can polish a turd all you want, but it's still a turd, Joel. Like you can, you can, you can nickname it something, but you say RQ. Does it count? We all know what that means. Oh shit! So do it. that's like three times. So now you're up. So now you're up like, like five, five to four. Uh huh. Well, you win. Yeah. Hey, at least we we kept it under a dozen. That's right. We're that's making good. progress. We're making bud. progress in the right in the right direction. We're eventually going to be professional broadcasters. Uh, I've already reached out to NBC. We're thinking about the Broncos. I like it. Probably do that. 
I got a phone call in next week, like I said, with ESP and Ocho. We're going to try to <laughs> host the new dodgeball tournament for this year. I will say that it is incredibly humbling that guys like that listen to the show. It is. It, it, it really is. I mean, it also, you know, it, it it's, it's kind of. It's surreal. It, yeah. Like it's almost like weird. It, 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 it's, it's just really cool, dude. You know, it, it's, it's really cool. Gonna, yeah. Cool. Cool's good. I'm going to pat you on the back for that again. I mean, I dude, I, I told you, I told you when we first slap on the butt, I don't care. Oh, like, we'll, stop it. We are. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but sorry. It just comes out. Um, you, you're fabulous. but when you, <laughs> you're fabulous. fabulous. Um, okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, Turn a couple people We're off. Getting there. There. We're getting Probably there. We're getting there. The wrong the, one's on. The point. But um, when you came to me with this idea and just talking to me about it, like, dude, here's what I want to do. Like a year ago, I told you, I said, and after the first one, I was like, you're really, really good at this. Like, this is going to be an awesome thing. You're like, oh, you know, whatever. It's, it's just fun. It's just hobby. Like, I called this that this was going to happen. So. You called it. Not that I get any credit, but I called this. No, but you 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 were just banking on like me saying, "Hey, you know what? You don't want to come on board and then make it like ten times, like and totally redeemed yourself, like just <laughs> totally <laughs> redeemed yourself, man. just totally better because it so is if you better." Still want to go to Aspen, huh? With 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 you on board, period. Well, I mean, because I can actually like go pee in the middle of an episode, actually twice. Yes. I peed twice because I got the text messages. Yes, that I'll be right back. I got to go that, pee. I, I got to pee. I got to pee now. And then I put my past, little cap and I put my little captain's hat on. And I'm like, here we go, baby. It's my time the, to dude, shine. In the past, I would have long episodes by myself, and I'm just over here, like literally, like where's the bedpan? Like you I just got to go trucker style and just have the water jug with you. I, yeah, obviously, but it's just so much nicer to have somebody to like have the backup. Like, hey, run with this for a little bit, and it works out. Well, this is a little behind the scenes, you probably, probably a little bit more than anybody needs to know, but behind the scenes, there you go. You know what? Hey, but we're all about, uh, well, about full disclosure here. Okay. We don't hold nothing back from you. You know what I love about this episode? Transparency. I don't, I don't have transparency. I don't have to edit one second of this entire podcast. <laughs> so it was awesome, which I mean, honestly, I was really hoping for because I've got to, I've got to literally get off here, edit this, put it up. Go to sleep, wake up at five, drive two and a half hours to Templeton, work all day, and then drive two and a half hours home. So really important for me to get off this edit without a bunch of like cuts and craziness. Everything seemed like it was okay. And that means a lot to me. And I'm... Are you happy for me? Are you happy for me? The fact that it means a lot to you means also a lot to me. I'm sure it does. And I'm just saying, you did a great job. So did Juan. Big thanks to Juan. Holy Juan, cow, you're the man. man. Dude, great episode. That was awesome. And we both, I mean, let's be honest. We both were like, you know what? He's probably not real chatty. We're going to have to feed him a ton of questions. He just, dude, he picked the ball up and just ran with it. Slam dunk, slam dunk, three-pointer, three-pointer, and then a slam dunk once again. I, I'm, I've i been, st- so I have like a little journal here. and not. It's not a journal. I don't have a diary. I'm not a. I was going to say, you had a diary. Call it what it is. a 13 year old girl. <laughs> so I, I keep a little tally of like where, where I think things are. That's really good information. And 
I lost count at four. So there's some there's some gems in there. Oh man. And I feel whole, good about putting that out, you know? A gallon worth of sunny D, just sweet sunny sweet juice. Sweet, sweet sunny D. It's like a dude, do you remember those like Nickelodeon commercials for Sunny D? And how over the top they were? I no, don't. You don't. Gosh, I don't. I think they were Nickelodeon commercials anyway. Sunny D, juicy, sugary juice. Yeah. Well, Joel, if we got a quick second, I got a little somebody here that would like to say hello to you. Oh, hello. Well, she he- is here. Well, hello. Could you hear me? He said, can you hear him? Oh, give, give, her the head, give her the headphones, for God's he sake. He did. He gave it to me. You have them? Yes. Hi, hi, Diana. <laughs> hi, Joel. I, I thought I, we were doing this at six. What happened? I raised my. Yeah, sorry. Uh huh. We moved it All up. Right. We moved it up. <laughs> Dude, someone's got. And we were just talking to this. Someone's got to edit this thing tonight before I go work tomorrow. Well, I guess I can understand then. Yeah, you can understand. Another good one, though. It was good, and we talked a little bit about stage stop. So, do you want to tell us about your um your company's upcoming not black friday sale but for the whole month of december the whole month of november and december i got to be the lucky one to make all the flyers so we've got some uh bulk nine mil five five six forty five auto i need some bulk nine we've got some um what else we got we got some shotguns we got some rifles we got some scopes we got some bows so and then I'm since Joey's out of town for a couple weeks, I'm gonna go around the shop and just see what else I want to get rid of. <laughs> Putting all in clothes out. <laughs> what kind of what kind of bows do you guys carry? Uh, PSE and Matthews are two of the big ones. Oh wow, dude, those are both really good. Those are really good bows. Oh yeah. So you so guys, you guys, do you guys, you you guys have some like solid bow guys in there? Yeah, Drew is our archery manager, and he definitely knows what the heck he's talking about. Well, I would imagine. P- yeah, PSE and Ma- I was like. I thought it was going to be some like off stuff, but those are good. Yeah, no, we actually sent him to, I think it was like a PSE training um, before we even got into the shop where they took him through like how to do all the maintenance and all the restringing and, you know, all the stuff. So he knows how to, he knows how to tune a bow up and you guys have like all the the equipment to tune bows and all that. Oh yeah. Dang. Dang. So fun stuff. Besides that, how are things, how are things in your life? Things are good. We had an awesome time on the cruise, and yeah. I I think somebody owes me another trip to Cabo, but that's okay, because <laughs> we tried okay. to go fishing, and that didn't work out very well. Three hours in Cabo, Joel, two and a half of it spent trying to go fishing. I, I will be completely honest with you. I spent a week in Cabo. I spent it mostly at the resort. There are a couple places you can go and have fun. I don't honestly going out there like what you guys did like going out there and actually like seeing you guys went near the arch and stuff like that like what you did was oh, yeah. like the highlight of our trip i don't, I don't think well, you missed much I unless you like wanted to-, to go to pappas and beer and jump on top of a bar and like get shots poured down your throat i i don't think you missed a whole bunch you know there's some restaurant called the office which my brother and my sister-in-law went to and they we, said it was amazing yes. it's on like the beach there. well the television show was amazing. it's so no so we we, we we actually went there for breakfast one day Mm-hmm. it's just a it's a restaurant on a beach it's a restaurant on a beach let's let's be honest well and it's i would like to trying to assuage your to anguish spend. but no mainly though i would <clears> like to go out there and i'd like to spend some time like actually fishing out there and mm-hmm. 
get we, Ryan the big Dorado. I I, I want to go back. It's been over 10 years. I if you hire a guide years. in Cabo, you don't want to go out with a fella named Jorge. Okay? <laughs> Just stay away from Jorge. If he's got a blue sticker of Jesus on the dashboard, Jorge and his, turn around. And his panga in a 25 he horsepower. Tried, it's not going to work jack out me for 20 bucks, too. I'm telling you, the motor looked like it was epoxy together. There was electrical tape everywhere. At this point, I was just thinking, if we get back on time, all is well. Yeah, that's the way it goes. That's yep. that's that's Cabo. It was a fun trip, though. Welcome to the real world. Definitely. <laughs> Diana, I love ha- I love having you back on. You know, well, I, love I miss the sound of your voice. Oh, really? I do. I haven't got to chat with you in a while, so it's nice. Th- thanks for having me. I, I appreciate tr- it. I tried to lower it. I, I did not like raise my voice up high octaves. To <laughs> <laughs> Diana! Diana! <laughs> Hi! Hi! Hey, Diana! <laughs> See, there's your octave. Like you're, like, you're, like you're a child and I'm like a Chuck E. Cheese employee. <laughs> well, my voice gives it away, you know? <laughs> All right. All right. Ryan's getting jealous now. He wants, he wants to I'm talk get, to you now. I'm getting hungry. It's time for dinner. It's time for dinner. Oh, I brought some stuff home. Um, All right, Joel. Good to talk to you as always. And we'll talk soon. All right, everybody. Diana. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Here's Ryan. Start letting her co-host the podcast with you, dude. She's 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 full of uh, what's the um, vibrancy? She's very vibrant. She is. She's got the vibrancy of life. She does. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. You are. I really, I, I really am. I still, I still cannot believe she said yes to marry me. I'm, I'm in a little yeah. shock. I told my wife, I was like, hey, and I talked to Diana. I was like, oh, oh my, my wife, come on, like you guys can like talk and do like a knitting circle at the end of this and for everybody listening they can just like hand this off to their wives and they can do a little thing and yeah but uh when you got a when you got a nine-year-old nine-year-old and a three-year-old it's a little hard to get the the wife on. over me yep but uh dude anything else i mean i'm not trying to rush you by any means I, but is, is, is there anything I, I, we have I not covered I, I literally don't think we we've covered we've covered everything uh it's two hours now so we've we, did a, we, did <laughs> we have a, hit our mark. We did the damn thing. I, I remember back in the day, it was like 45 minutes would be awesome. I remember when you were trying to do the thing for a little little while there where you were like, all right, I'm going to try to stack three guys on one show, so I need you to stay at 20 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, this is, It's called evolution, bud. You, you got to try to try it and see how it works. And um, yeah, so... Just, just like, uh, yeah, just like. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep at one it at one point, I'll keep it clean. But the longer, the better, you know. At so. one point, I thought that I was going to be able to send everybody that was a Patreon uh, something every month, and then I learned about this place called the United States Postal Service. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Holy, so yeah, real quick in that first month, it was like. <laughs> All right, so all the new all the new ten dollar guys, we're gonna send you something, but I cannot send out like for everybody. I it it would be gone. There would be no budget. Like you, we would literally be getting Patreon members to send people, and you could just go to you could go to Mystery Tackle Box, or you could go to some other, and you could just pay them, and they will send you. They will send you baits. It's we do have some cool stuff coming though. We do, and, and, and we got we, some more stuff. We got hit up about some stuff today. Some so custom. Hand we we are going to have a lot more 
the 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 goal is to have more um, opportunities for all all the people that are supporting us to get breaks on on gear, and we're working on that. Um, as this grows, more it grows, the more we have, you know, a little more, you know, leverage to make that happen. So, um, yeah. that's happening. And, uh, for everybody, like, like I said, who's news, our, our El Diablos, we're sending them out, uh, hooks and stuff. It's just, you know, the, like I said, this is an evolution. It's like, you start getting into this stuff and it's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. $4 to send a pack of hooks. Right. I look at this lady. Well, I'm like, you're, you're out of your mind. Like, and keep what? in mind, we're also going to have our um, the first of January. We're going to have our first of January. We will have our new um, calendar out. Um, full figured bass fisherman of the Central Valley. So that'll be for sale for ten dollars. So um, I can't wait for that'll shoot. be a good one. I can't wait for that it, shoot. It, I, that's going to be a money maker. So <laughs> bring the all wide angle lens. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know so, you knew so much about photography, but the I, angle, the old fish. I eye. know, I know, full figured bass fisherman. <laughs> All right, we're done. That's it. Uh, that right. is it. That's a wrap. Sign us off, buddy. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of TBR. That's short for the Bass Report. Oh, is it? Um, hmm? said, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I thought you said no. It isn't. I'm like, yeah, it is. No, it definitely. Um, Guys, thanks for the support. All the Patreons, thank you. As always, um, go check us out on, is it Apple Podcast? Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave us some comments. Leave us a review. Um, and leave us a rating, right? All that it stuff. Helps. Yeah, it's it's big time. And and keep sharing the podcast. Keep sharing it, guys. Share it. Share it for us. We want to grow this. We want to make it big. We if want you to don't, and, and it, give and, back. In, in the past, there's been people who have told me like they don't have Apple or they don't have whatever. You can go to, you can still go to, Ryan, thebass.report on the web. <laughs> oh, you right. can go to thebass.report and on the web and all of our uh, episodes are there. So you can stream those just on your phone through your browser. So just in case anybody didn't know that. I don't yep. think you. Knew, yep. I don't think you knew that. I did not know that. Well, there you go. To be honest, I wasn't even paying attention to what you said. Right now, I got a little oh, sidetracked. It's all good. That you don't need to lot. know anyway, because you. That's were here. right. Because I've got Spotify, and I was here. And that's it. Yes, follow us at the Bass uh, Report. It's not the Bass Dot Report anyway. Yeah, see, I almost see yeah. <laughs> at the Bass Report uh, at Ryan Cook Fishing. If you want to go fishing in the muddle load, hit this guy up. If you want to follow me and uh, look at uh, cute pictures of my kids and the one and a half pounders that I catch, it's at Joel Cast or Jede Casting J E D E Casting. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Good night. We will see you next week. Hope you enjoyed it. We're out. Later. Boy, that escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed.